Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that. And we're down with Fightful, better fall back. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk raps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're Grapsody, here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Grapsody, here to talk raps. It is indeed Grapsody, and we are here to talk raps. You know what it is. This is Grapsody. I'm Phil Lindsay, of course. Not alone. Here with my dreadheaded co-host, Righteous Reg. It's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. It's Saturday morning, Grapsody, the best podcast in the world. We are outside. We got a super dope special guest today. It's a lot going on in the wrestling world, Phil. Honestly, too much to keep up with. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I open my phone, I'm like, another thing? Bro, give me a break. But yeah, no, we do have a special guest, man, homie, that I feel is overdue of coming on this podcast. Um, don't know how we have not had this guy on our podcast at this point, almost two years in the time of the podcast. <laughs> Insane. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of those guys that before we had a podcast, I tell people the story all the time of how me and Reg would talk in DMs. Reg is another guy that I send DMs and we kind of chuckle at something like, you see this? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so again, it, it's just wild that we haven't had my man on. Uh, I mean, Rich Lada from uh, One Nation Radio, man. What's going on, bro? 
Chilling, man. Glad to be here. Uh, as you mentioned, long overdue. I'm going to try to do my best. Um, Will Washington uh, impersonation, you know, uh, <laughs> just fill in one light skin brother for another. Um, but yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. Uh, and, you know, Fightful has been such a uh, such a big, important voice um, for a lot of things. And, you know, what we do over on One Nation Radio, me and James, you know, we, you know, we go crazy too. So uh, I, I think this is like a, uh, this is a super link up right here. So uh, we'll next, get James on. These, one yeah, I was going to say next time we got to have you and James on to really sure. get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure, uh, man. I don't know if I've ever told you a story, but I can tell it on air if, if I've never told you a story. Um, when New Japan was here last year and they had the show out in Boonies, not in the city, um, I took the train out there to see it. And so um, afterwards, I'm standing outside looking at my phone trying to catch an Uber, um, either back in the city or just to the train station. So I'm sitting looking down at my phone. And, you know, the usual, if I go to shows now, somebody like, hey, aren't you Phil? And I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm it's crazy, right? Phone. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, so looking down at my phone and uh, somebody walks up and they're like, hey, your name's Phil, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, what's going on? He was like, big fan of the podcast. I was like, man, I appreciate you. And so he was like, what, are you trying to catch an Uber? And I said, yeah. He was like, uh, he was like where are you going? Are you going to train station? I said, yeah. You need a ride? I said, yeah, sure. So jump in. Gives me a ride, and I was, he was, I was like, yeah, appreciate this, man. Appreciate the love for the podcast. And I said, uh, how'd, you, uh, how'd you come across our podcast? Just curious. He was like, yeah, I listen to uh, One Nation Radio. And oh, uh, Rich cool. and those wow. guys, uh, big up you guys all the time. And that's how I started listening to you guys. So, man. Appreciate that. That's man. awesome, man. Yo, that, glad to get you home safely. Glad, glad <laughs> to get you This could have took a turn, Rich. Yeah, you could have hopped in that grassy ride. This man could have could have been Kevin. This man could have got you in the car. This could have been some taking stuff. We would we would have been missing <laughs> Phil. Like Good God, but uh, whoever that was, I, I appreciate them for not only listening, you know, to our show, but you know, extending that uh, kindness to uh, to Phil. And um, I, I think it's real important for, you know, you know, folks who, you know, realize like, you know, our power kind of like in this whole mm-hmm. thing and like think about, you know, the, the things we say and who we are. And, you know, some some people are on platforms. Who we are. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so, so, He's so, doing so, promo. He don't even know it. Right. Like, like, like some people are on like, like big platforms. Some people are on small platforms. But I think all together, like, you know, it you know, working amongst each other, it, it works a lot better than, than working against each other. So. For sure. Uh, and that's why everybody knew that. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I cannot remember homie's name, but he wasn't from Chicago. Um, I think he said he was from DC, mm-hmm. of course, brother. And like, that's why I was just thinking like the fact that, you know, you guys have a podcast, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other black podcasters out here and there's no reason why, we got to feel like we have to divide our audience, man. We don't. don't have to do that, man. There's room for everybody to have an audience. There's room for everybody to have their own, you know, opinions in their podcast. So, again, man, I always appreciate you showing love, man. Yeah, you as well, man. Like, like Phil, Phil's looked out for, for a lot, like, you know, as far as, like, giving us that, like, kind of coverage, like, on platforms like Bleacher Report, like, just off of nothing, just off of being, like, a cool dude, like, just mm-hmm. talk to on, on the internet. So like, um, definitely appreciate that. Um, I, I, I like, I had never been featured on Bleacher Report uh, before, so that was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. It gave me a couple, um, extra, uh, views on the YouTube channel and right. thing like that. You can't, you can't ever, uh, underestimate that, but, um, 
Yeah, and I've, I've been talking to Reg pretty much, you know, for years at this point online, yeah. and uh, it's always cool, you know, seeing seeing people like in the you know with the hip hop and wrestling kind of crossover, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, is it just like one kind of wrestling? Like, like what is it? But like, it's like. You know, it's it's indie wrestling. It's like mm-hmm. Japanese wrestling. It's Joshi. It, like, there's like a lot of stuff out there that I think um, people might not expect to see. You know, folks like you know Reg or Phil or myself like into because you know it kind of just you know the the big company swallows a lot of attention. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so there's um I you know if you're looking you know for for someone you know to um you know c- cover di- different stuff and you, and you want it to look like you and you're watching this and you're like man you know I don't I don't really feel like people are speaking uh, our language. I, I think Fightful has done a great job with and you know letting you guys like kind of make this show your own and um you know One Nation Radio you know when it comes to like Joshi I th- I think we're you know doing our thing right now so um you know re- ready to get to it man I- i'm ready to, to to meet your audience and uh and, and get the chat going <laughs> crazy man hey. hey so of course you do one one nation radio like what else are you doing out here i know you're doing the music oh, of course man. like what else yeah. you got in the music? i wanted to get into because we started the show with uh one of my favorite raps by myself righteous Reg. shout out to righteous Reg. he's a really good rapper <laughs> did this show but rich you have a little side business where you yourself are creating theme music and things for podcasts and shows like this so get into all the things that uh that you're doing on there man i'm I'm doing a lot of uh different things so um first i'm a rapper as well um mm-hmm. host one nation radio as you guys mentioned i've been rapping for a very long time yeah. i've been hosting one nation radio since 2012 um and yeah. For from then we you know I, I started you know the social suplex podcast network along with you know myself uh, James uh, and then keeping it strong style which is made up of um, Jeremy and, and Josh and they cover New Japan and um, we started a network and then we started having different shows come on and I would be like well I'll just do your theme song and you know mm-hmm. either give them an instrumental rap on it do whatever I've been doing that for a while and then um I actually saw. Um, I saw this is going to be crazy. Um, I was on TikTok uh, not too long ago, and I saw a story about a, a rapper um, from Houston. His name is Kibo. So shout out to Kibo. I actually have become like you know kind of cool with him um, since uh, you know seeing this. And CNBC actually started profiling him, and his whole thing was like, "Yeah, I made five hundred thousand dollars on Fiverr doing rap songs for people since hey, like two thousand sixteen." So I was like. I, I like money, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to, to, to getting paid for the art, you know? Um, and I was like, all right, cool. So, so I, I do my research. I listen to a couple of his interviews and I, and I sign up for the site. I'm like, all right, what, what are some things I'm already doing? I'm like, you know, I can help promote a business. I can, Oh, podcast. I'm already mm-hmm. doing these things. So I opened up a Fiverr account a couple months ago, just, just started getting it going. And, um, you know, got a couple clients here and there and actually one came in, about an hour before the show gets started. So after the show, I'll be working on something for him. That's uh, awesome. But yeah, like in a whole, whole thing with like, you know, doing music for podcasts is, is pretty cool because uh, it's not corny for one. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's dope. And you can kind of mm-hmm. like it, like, like people will, it, it, it's branding for, for your show. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you load up grabs and you're going to hear Reg, people are going to know that song. Um, that's my most like i think about that all the time that's my most well-known song that's the 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 song and the verse that people have heard the most from me just because the show right has you know is has a big 
big reach. Right. And, and um, you know, every week on Keeping It Strong style, like people, you know, hear, hear that stuff. One Nation Radio, the theme song has been the same for like five years at this point. Uh, I, I feel like people would get upset if I changed it at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I think that's just, you know, something cool I started doing. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting paid for it. So no. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Let, let me throw my hat in the ring on that. And, um, you know, I, I happen to produce as well. So, like, it all kind of kind of works, you know, there and then in the production stuff. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this yet, I, but I'm going to drop it here anyway. Um, there is another um, project coming that is a sequel of one that happened last year. Um, you guys can um, kind of, you know, put two and two together there. And I have like a heavy hand and a lot of production on on that um, as well, working with, uh, with, with Mikey Ruckus. And um, it's going to be, you know, the, the Who We Are Part 2. Uh, and it, uh, it's going to be a dope uh, project. So, and I got a, like a big stamp on it. And, uh, cool thing about this one was, you know, I, I was on it last year. I only had kind of a small piece to it. And, you know, this is like, uh, the whole thing where, uh, you know, I'd be like, Oh, here's how I made the tracks. You know, this is, this is what I did, you know, for whatever Jade, Mark, um, I don't know, Nyla Rose, like mm-hmm. here's, how I did that. And then I don't know if, if that, some someone saw the right thing. They were like, "Hey, we'd like more." So this year, so you know, we we went to uh, the, the the negotiating table and uh, we did some business, and uh, we're doing some work now. So I'm very happy to to get to it. So uh, shouts out to uh, Mikey Ruckus for sure. Yeah, big shout out to Mikey Ruckus. That's uh, big news. There just dropped on Graph City. Who we are, part two. Rich Lotta has a big hand in it. Righteous Ratch gonna be on there too. Very excited about this whole thing, man. Part one was so dope. Such a great experience. I randomly think all the time it'll just be a regular Wednesday at 1 p.m. And I'm like, we have an album that's in the African American Museum of <laughs> Music. Crazy, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I don't even like things are happening so quickly when they announce that that sometimes I forget. And then when I remember again, I'm like, hey, yo. <laughs> right. You know, and, and people can say what they want about it. You know, there are people that like it, people that, that, that don't like it. But like Red said, like, you can't take it away. Like, it's, it, it's sitting somewhere. So We in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. no that's, that's that's huge. Uh, definitely looking forward to uh, what you guys do on that. It is like, it seemed like when you guys dropped the first one, that was right before, you know, friend of the show, Swerve was there, that was before mm-hmm. Keith was there. And so seems like you got more avenues there you can get more stuff going and man speaking of swerve shout out to him being a double xl that is for sure oh yeah big shout out to swerve that was pretty unexpected that's the biggest uh for people that don't know swerve was featured in the issue of the freshman the freshman issue of the double xl which is like their biggest issue of the year uh showcasing a whole bunch of rappers that I've never heard of in my entire life. I watched their <laughs> ciphers and I was disappointed. I went and cried in my bed after watching their ciphers, but our homie Swerve has a feature in there showcasing his rap talents, talking about wrestling. It's like the, the best kind of crossovers that we need and want. And, you know, guys like Rich and I uh, have craved kind of these crossovers a little yeah. bit more deeper than what's what's used to happen because as we know and as we always talk about hip-hop loves pro wrestling man like it isn't yeah. like the biggest rappers in the world have wrestling bars my favorite rappers all have wrestling bars like they're all trying to be connected and they would there would be even more inclusion if the wrestling companies would let them like yeah. it, think of how long it took for West Side Gun to be featured, and he was in the on the 
in the front row for years, years being one of the best rappers. And then finally they were like, all right, here you go. Like, let's have this moment. But there's a lot of wrestlers or a lot of rappers that are like that, that kind of like show their appreciation. And if wrestling showed them love back, then we would have these big moments. I mean, think of what Lil Uzi just did with the Nakamura thing. Like, that's huge. That was one of the biggest albums in the world uh, on a wrestling theme. So seeing these crossovers is amazing. So shout out to Swerve. Just dropped that album. Rich has some stuff to do with that, too. Everybody just yeah. saying so busy out <laughs> here, man. How was it working on that? Um, pretty cool. Um, I, there was a, uh, there was actually a, my, I think my favorite like beat I made, uh, was called Pity Pat, um, uh, song with mm-hmm. him and Montezzi, shot to Montezzi. Um, and I, 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 sometimes you send beats out and then you don't remember them. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you have that one. Okay. So like I, I was at Swerve's place uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna play, play some of the album or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. And then he started playing, you know, a couple tracks on, um, you know, folks like uh, chase the money, uh, profit, the producer, different mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then he plays me this other song. I was like, who made that beat? And then he was like, he's like, he, I was like, who produced that? Uh, and then, uh, he was like, you did. I was like, when? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I number my beats. So I was like, send me the file so I can see what you're talking about. And then lo and behold, it's right there. So I actually have a beat breakdown of that video uh, on my channel. Funny. So you guys should check that out. But uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, work, working with Swerve and, and Montezzi uh, is always awesome. Uh, done a lot of work on, you know, with GPS album uh, as well as Tears and then Swerve's um uh, s- solo album, You Couldn't Be Me, uh, four tracks on there, uh, his single Grown Man Cry. It's always it's always uh, interesting to see, you know, wh- what they're kind of looking for. And, you know, the the cool thing about it is, like, you know, sometimes you send stuff out and you're like, man, I wonder if they're going to like it. They usually like yeah. everything. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it's been nothing but, you know, great opportunities working with those guys, fun times, and, you know, can't wait to keep working. And, of course, we have to, we'd have to bring it up. It's the biggest news that we've had ourselves in a long time. We were featured in the new AEW video game, Fight Forgot Forever. About yeah, like you're <laughs> another thing that you just randomly go up to that day and like, there's a video game out and my music is on it. How was uh, that feeling of when it dropped and you got, because when I heard it, it was like, when people were posting videos and sending them to us, I'm like, this is unreal. But finally playing it myself and hearing it is like, I, I honestly can't even put it into words. Yeah, for for a long time, I didn't think it was real. Like, it yes. was like, um, especially mm-hmm. in the early days when the whole thing was going on, like, they're like, yo, we want to put some music on the soundtrack. Because, like, beyond, like, the, the Who We Are stuff, which is, you know, a project that we did that was going in the game, which I found mm-hmm. out later, like, yep. we both, like, Reg, you got Brick Phone on there, mm-hmm. uh, which is, like, your own independent music. And then, yep. um, you know, a track I produce uh, for Swerve Montezzi got on there, and uh, the Go Team Go song. And the thing about it was, <laughs> as, like you said, people were sending you the videos, like, I was following every piece of news from the game. And mm-hmm. then when I started, um, I, I saw a thing with Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone, and I heard, like, the 808 on my song because right. I made the beat, I, I know it, and then it was like, you know, it was low, it was like behind, I was like, oh my god, it's really in there, and then like, mm-hmm. that's like the first time it was like, oh man, this is awesome, and then um, actually pulling up the game, like, I thought I was going to cry, but you know, I didn't right. cry, but yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't cry, but it's, just, it's really cool to see your name in the video game, so um, whoever made those decisions, um, Appreciate it. That's another Thank one they can't so take much, away. That's honestly. another one they can't take away. So <laughs> never um, the first ever AEW video game will always be attached to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, v- 
very happy with that. And, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, they, they can throw that, you know, that Marina theme in there too. So um, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Gotta as well. be coming if she's coming. Yeah. That yeah. Marina thing bangs too. I appreciate you, man. Man. I don't have any music out. Sorry. We're going to have to do the, uh, the I am Phil Lindsay song. Like they did the I am Dame dash song back in the day. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't rap. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have these guys rap for me. Yeah. Nah, nah. Can't do it. Funny. Uh, but nah, man, that's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this worth topic, it is just crazy. Like when you think of like rappers that have like done both and just like seeing how much he's done, when like the last few years getting a getting a, getting a Benny feature like getting in double that's just insane. Like, that's, yeah like that's crazy like especially for the yeah. short amount of time that he's even rapped he hasn't been yeah. doing this for a long time yeah. he he yeah. just started a couple years ago and like every time I I kind of talk to him about it he's trying out new stuff like new flows and uh, that's commendable because you know like it's not it's not the easiest thing to just start trying to rap nope. differently Mm-mm. at you know any point you know however long you've been i had about that. one or two flows for like three or four years in the beginning they're like right. you're you gonna get these reps i'm the baby out here yeah it's real commendable like of uh you know the steps he's taken like as far as like you know crafting you know the the image the the videos like the visuals with it and uh he thinks about that stuff uh very uh in depth so he does. uh it, it's glad to see or i'm glad every time you know he puts something out and people are receptive to it yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me that's a dude that thinks meticulously about wrestling as well yeah so, seriously it, it surprised me um <laughs> but yeah man i i know you were not feeling the freshman stuff reg um but you did get a you did get an eyes out so you know you, you could go and do your old head you know uh, new Nas album, new Black Milk album this week. I haven't gotten to listen to either one of them, unfortunately. Oh, but uh, yeah, those Shame. are uh, old Ed's, old heads are being represented for. I'm not mad at it. That's so funny that the you know this recent talk this year for some reason people are like hip hop isn't selling. I don't know why like people have become so obsessed with this, but like. And then that that's the argument that they were making. Like Nas and Wu Tang are on tour together and they're selling out every show. Like their shows are packed. The old heads are outside. I've been to two Nas shows while I lived here in the Bay Area. One was Nas and Wu Tang, and then the other one was Nas and Mary J. Blige. All packed. Uh aunties and uh old heads outside all day. Like, <laughs> and that's gonna continue to happen because that's how it is. But on the other end, uh, they, there's all these like little baby had to cancel his thing, and and all these rappers that are canceling their things just because it's Dirk too. Yeah, Dirk too. Like it's just so different for that crowd. Also, like the festivals kind of screw it up too. Like, yeah. how are you expecting these young people to spend five hundred dollars at Rolling Loud, and then when their favorite artist comes, another two hundred dollars, another three hundred dollars? Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's certain artists that can demand that money. That's why Drake yes. coming coming through and and doing the the crazy numbers. It's, I mean, he's Drake. Like exactly. not everybody's gonna pull in Drake numbers. Um, he should. But, but yeah, man, like the the old heads are definitely out here. LL's touring soon. Um, 
Yeah, it, 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 and yeah. look at it like with the with how their audience receives the music, like the the artists, like you know your Wu Tang, your LL fans, they're used to showing up to shows like that. Um, they these are. folks that have that have come out in the last couple of years. You know, they came out some of them during a pandemic, so That's people true. couldn't couldn't go out <laughs> to necessarily support. So what they did was you know stream the music, play it on the TikTok, but like <laughs> it hasn't made that transition over into being ticket buyers. So like it's um yeah. you know. That that legacy act stuff is is really powerful, uh, and it's actually really cool to see hip hop get something like that finally. Like we're not just throwing our our old rappers, you know, out, you know, and, and basically like, yeah, man, y'all y'all have nothing to offer anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like we saw the juvenile tiny desk. I um did a review with James Fire. on that. I just like. I went crazy over how great that thing was. And I was like, and yeah. I'm calling it like their victory laps, like around because they deserve mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's on us, like as consumers and, you know, fellow artists to like, not forget these guys because never, no one's going to preserve the history, but us. So, right. Now, Nas has me inspired, honestly, like him continuously putting out these albums with hip boy and rapping at a high super high level it's like i have at minimum 20 more years to rap you know what i mean and it's gonna be uh okay because for so long it's been like when rap in the 90s they were like if you're 30 years old you're old you're an old person like you can't exist in this game and uh a lot of the old older generation weren't even getting the respect they weren't going on tours they weren't doing all this because we looked at them like they were bad and then they would always compare it to like i always watch like drink champs and nori be like i want to be compared to like the rolling stones i want to be compared to like the rock acts that go on and they're touring and they're 80 years old still so i'm happy that it started to be like that we see a lot of tours with those legacy acts together salt and peppers on tour like 365 days a year naughty by nature all these acts are always out together and they're getting love man and they deserve it because honestly there wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. I, I don't understand when they can't show love to like the people that came before us. Like if there wasn't Rock Kim, there wouldn't be a righteous Reg. Like nah. that, that's just a fact. Like it would that's that's, that's how right. this whole thing works, you know? Yeah, nah, for sure. I, I'm surprised you have not listened to this Nas album yet. Uh, it is good. It's been a lot uh, going yeah. on, Phil. It, it's good. Like, <laughs> a lot. This, this is like one of the biggest like cu- couple weeks in wrestling that I can remember. Like maybe since like you know around January 4th, as far as like yeah uh, events and also like WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, this is my fourth day in a row of podcasting about wrestling. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, man, five albums in three years, man. Like those guys have been rocking it him and hit boy man still have not missed none of these albums have, have not missed. one um i think all off the... of being petty keep going hit boy keep sticking it to kanye man just continuously make beats have keep a little going. picture of kanye up in your studio where you're just like i'm burning your ass bro <laughs> yeah putting you out of business putting you out of business bro but nah, just, i mean just man it, when you listen to this album i was surprised just how seamlessly it all flows together each song yeah. flows into each other really well mm-hmm. man the production on it is is crazy they're just, on to something man it doesn't look just, like they're man. gonna stop like they're gonna get to 10 and be like all right we're gonna keep going like it's crazy like throughout the years if you're a nas fan We've always wanted Nas to do a collab album, but it's like, oh, I want to see Nas in Primo, or I want to see Nas in Pete Rock, or I want to see Nas in Large Professor, or, you know, these producers that were kind of used to him being with. But then he gets with Hit Boy, and he's just like, actually, I'm going to do this new sound with my classic sound and really blow it out the water. And it's crazy that just five, they keep doing it, and every time it's like 
something new. It's refreshing. And Nas is rapping, like I said, at a high level. And Hit Boy is just on fire. Like, not only is he he's destroying it with Nas, he's destroying it with everybody that he's getting with. Yeah, nah. Yeah, Hit Boy's is... a machine. Like, and, and, like, I think the cool thing about Hit Boy is, like, he can approximate pretty much anything that, you know, Primo, Lars Professor, uh, anybody in the 90s could do. Like, exactly. And then also, like, give Nas a little something else. Like, right. and um it, it's just, like i was listening to uh, magic 2 yesterday and it was like why is he still like, i was like why is he still doing this it makes like, me mad not in, not in a yeah. bad way but it was just like yo like that like he has no reason to, to keep going but he is and i i thank him for that it's like when uh black anytime black thoughts puts out a freestyle i'm like that's not fair dude like you gotta eventually you gotta stop you can't continue you can't be 50 and get better at rap that's not how this works but they're like actually no we're gonna no. get 50 and become better at better at rap it's crazy right um like they had um uh, on king's disease three like that song i think was like once a man twice a child something like that i was listening to that and i was just like i was moved i was like mm-hmm. man this is incredible like so yeah. if you guys haven't like checked out the essentially the the now five album run between Nas and hit boy it's almost just like this bonus thing that's sitting in his discography that like yes people are going to be like so why did he start doing this from, you know, a certain yeah. time? Like, we're going to try to put this stuff together. So Right. Um, but yeah. see, this was the argument for the longest. Hove fans for the longest could always say that Hove had the better discography. True. Now Nas' discography is is kind of getting wild. Like, yeah. like, five albums with Hit Boy, now his discography is like... It's like, what do we do? We Do, do we not count this stuff? Like, like yeah, I, right. I don't think, yeah, no, I don't think you right. can just... just throw it be like oh he made those those are senior circuit out i don't think you can do no that. these no. are included we talk about illmatic it was written stillmatic king's disease magic like they have to be included in this thing and yeah oh i mean if you're gonna keep letting them do it bro you're gonna keep letting them do it surprisingly hove didn't drop nothing look at that i mean he got it he yeah. got a whole museum out he got like oh whole i forgot it. damn it they <laughs> tricked me he did drop something he dropped a museum he, you I son did, of a gun <laughs> i did see a tweet where somebody was like yo if nas had a whole exhibit at a museum and that's like a week later hove dropped the album y'all would have been on his ass and- <laughs> seriously yeah no seriously <laughs> now that you bring it up yeah he he did put out that museum yeah he did yeah. That's but yeah, so, but no, so funny, man. But yeah, Nas doing two series at the same time, doing a King Disease series and doing a Magic series. He he mentioned that on the album. The fact that he's doing two series at the same time and like Psycho. not missing a beat is crazy. Like you again, you gotta listen to this album. Like Black Magic joint is. I'm gonna play it tonight. It's, it's fire, man. Loud. Motion, man, bro. Yeah. Motion is crazy bro you got to play it today very very loud for sure unbelievable <laughs> it upsets me you're supposed to be falling off you're supposed to be getting out of here but you know when in my opinion you created the greatest album of all time in 1994 and you could have stopped after that of course you're going to still be doing it at a high level so many years later it's insane yeah but you know of course as always you want to get your questions and you can shoot us a super chat or you can send us a uh, Humper Chat at humperchat.com yep. slash Fightful. Um, I am in our Humper Chats, I believe. Yeah. And I'm in the Soupies. The Soupies. Uh, let's get into a couple of these to start out the day. Um, Brent Lockman says, Happy Grapster Day. Haven't caught live in for a long time or for too long. Deba, uh, Death by Dishonor was just a spectacular. Keep killing it, gentlemen. Appreciate Brett for showing love. 
um, our homie Jake Salazar, of course, up and at it early. We appreciate him. Says uh, Team Goldberg versus Team Hart at full gear. He's being a sicko already. If Team Goldberg wins, Brett has to quit being a little beep. Who's on this Team Goldberg? Jake. Jake. Chime in. No, Jake. Chime in, Jake. Uh, Black-ish Sabre Jr. says, uh, Grapsity and one half of One Nation Radio is the link up I've been waiting for. Yeah, man. Shout out to Black Sabre Jr. Um, definitely shows up in, in all our streams. Showed up to, I believe, the, the Detroit show um, in the big One Nation Radio shirt uh, directly behind. Uh, oh, that's right. Camp. So I was mm-hmm. like, shout out to my man. Appreciate I remember you. you tweeting about that being like, who is this? Right. <laughs> Who's in this shirt? <laughs> Love it. Uh, Jake Salazar also says, uh, Daniel Garcia should have stopped dancing while he had the chance. Amazing stuff. We're definitely going to get into uh, the ROH stuff and what Daniel Garcia did with Shibata. Uh, Jake Salazar says, also, did y'all know what tape Evil has? Because there's no way he should be beating the people he's beating. Did he catch somebody doing Vince behavior? That's crazy. Don't say that about Evil, man. He's just out here trying to do his job. Mm, yeah. He's always going to be pushed at a certain level. Yeah. Regardless. Uh, you know, after after he's he, after 2020, he's he's gonna be here forever. So, uh, Jake also says, uh, also Eddie versus Hanare gonna hit tomorrow. No doubt, Shingo and Hanare was awesome. So uh, Eddie, Eddie and Hanare shouldn't be too far off. We're gonna get into that very soon too, Deontay. Winter, our homie says, uh, Oswainer says, a uh, wonderful wrestling weekend, 100%. What should ROH do moving forward? Rich, if I may ask who you got winning five star Grand Prix, wishing love and blessings. P- appreciate you, Deontay. Who you got, Rich? So, Deontay, um, I actually did a big preview this week with James of the five star Grand Prix. It's about an hour. We put an hour clip out. Um, mm. I've got uh, Mayu Watani winning this year. Um, I know it's it may be seem like kind of an out there pick, but I, I thought about a couple things. Uh, I had Utami coming out of her block, Mayu um, out of hers. It just seems like Tam with, with Saya Kamatani in the same block. I kind of had to pick between Saya Kamatani and Mayu. I think Mayu is going like what's telling me is is it's, I'm picking from my heart right here. So mm-hmm. I think Mayu is looking to win this on some 2018 Hiroshi Tanahashi last gasp in conjunction with the movie, you know, that's coming out with her. Uh, and then, you know, them get into the Tam Mayu match that they've been holding off on a definitive winner for quite a while. And I don't, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Tam and Julia, like having that, that huge series, the only other real match that jumps out me to me for Tam that would be at the end of the year that would be as marquee is Tam Mayu. So uh, I'm I'm going with Mayu. No, we we team Hazuki over here, buddy. I love Hazuki. <laughs> I love Hazuki, <laughs> and, and, and I believe they're facing off night one. So um, yeah, make sure everybody, y'all are there. So if if you're not watching Stardom, like you guys got to watch Stardom. Like it's is that tonight? Uh, I uh, believe tomorrow. it is tomorrow. Tomorrow, like mm. night tomorrow you know, morning, it's Japan. So yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. You you got G1 uh, night six and uh, five star tomorrow. Yeah. 
I need a break, you guys. You can't keep having 10 wrestling shows every Saturday. It's insane. I'm just kidding. Keep doing it. Keep pumping it out. Keep doing more things. And yeah, moving forward, ROH. I mean, see, this is the biggest issue I have, and we're definitely going to get into it when we get into Ring of Honor talk, is that show is kind of what happens on a weekly basis. That show just like tries to make people forget. So you think like, many people are going to continue to think that the show doesn't matter because then I'll just wait for the big show. They'll give me the great, the great pay-per-view and then all of this will be null and void. And I hope that's not the case where it's just like the shows are just here until two weeks before the big show. Then we get into it because it was a lot of just filler, 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 filler. If you're just watching this honor club show on a weekly basis, Uh, I think moving forward, like I said, there's some things that they could do. It's not over at all. As we see, they have great talent. They have great pay-per-views. I think, they should get into more of an impact model. So from here, they just had a big show at the next ring of honor taping. You start uh, moving forward towards like a, a super card type show. That's not a pay-per-view. It's just going to be on honor club in three weeks and four weeks and five weeks or whatever. Then you can start building to that. So then all of this means something. It's not two months of just wrestling and, and matches. It's like now we're building to our next show continuously every time that we're doing shows we're building to the next show i think that's the only way that it's really gonna stick and get people to continue to watch because i don't know if people are going to continue with their honor club membership after what's been happening the last month or so like the pay-per-view isn't available for three months so it's not like that's going to be attached to it it's going to be hard out here they're going to need to do some extra things to kind of get people that aren't super invested like me like i'm gonna watch whatever you guys put like it doesn't matter like on thursdays i'm still gonna be watching the show no matter who's on it but for in order to get people that aren't hardcores to watch it they're gonna have to have a little bit more i think that somebody also will come down to like the taping as well uh you know mm-hmm. they stopped doing those universal tapings and they're doing a lot of them uh, on saturdays after collision and you know yeah. sometimes it's rough with those crowds like you know yeah. like yeah, yeah man like yeah half the building is left already it's hard to, to continue to yes. ask fans to, to stay and kind of support that when they might not have necessarily bought a ticket for roh it's like oh yeah exactly. that's there too but mm-hmm. um I, I i think you know they should consider like either investing in it hard like with the universal stuff creating Mm -hmm. like its own kind of ecosystem or like with all these rumors going around about you know the expansion of the pay-per-view schedule i struggle to find a a a place uh for for ring of honor especially like you're kind of tapping in the same fan base um like hey you know why don't you part with you know 40 more of your bucks It, it just becomes a hard ask at that point yeah it does but yeah no I think the tapings need to go back to Universal, man. They were brutally yeah. quiet during that Utami and Trish match, and it was a great match. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, man. Like, there are certain points of it where Trish is trying to get the crowd into it, and they're giving her little to nothing. Nothing. Like, yo, yeah. nah. It, it, and, I mean, like I said, that was a great match, but it just those, – those crowds after collision, man. Like, you're already sitting there watching whatever three hours of wrestling, and then you're mm-hmm. asking them to sit through whatever two hour, two or three more hours of wrestling. It's a lot. And then I understand, I heard that Tony kind of discussed it in the uh, scrum last night about how it's, uh, you know, for money and money sakes, if we have a show already and this is connected to that, it just makes more sense. But uh, for the wrestling sake and for the fans sake, we're going to have to try to get some of these universals tapings. Because, yeah, just like you said, Phil, that Utami and 
Trish match would have hit way different if they were in Universal with the fans that were actually there to see Ring of Honor. And that, and that's how it's been for a lot of Athena's reign, too. Like, Athena's been a dominant champion, and she's had a lot of matches after five hours of wrestling. She has to go out in front of who's ever left after being here for five hours. So uh, in cases like that, we got to figure out a better way to present this so but i think they could do it like i said if you have talent like this you have the one of the best wrestlers in the world of, of athena kind of being the captain of the ship like you know we out here robert aquatic says uh team heart versus team goldberg at full gear if team heart wins goldberg has to go to wrestling school where where are y'all getting this team heart goldberg team Goldberg stuff. Where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all gonna have to explain this one. What is this, man? I, don't Look, know. I, I know Let's Brett see. goes in on Goldberg. You know, every day of his life. You know, yeah. he, he goes to the mailbox. Um, you know, and, and blames you know tripping on you know blade of grass <laughs> on 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 old Bill. But um, you know. I, I, I'm, I still haven't learned who's in this team Goldberg yet because, you know, I, I've seen the influence of Bret Hart. I haven't exactly seen, you know, uh, people, people like, yeah, I'm about to emulate Bill Goldberg out here too much. I'm not in. I want you guys to stop it. You guys are being silly. We don't want to see Goldberg. Leave it at home. He's already ruined a whole bunch of careers. I mean, he's ruined Bret Hart's career. He tried to get Brock Lesnar. He tried to get The Fiend. Like, he tried to take a whole bunch of people down on the way. He got hey, Undertaker. He really he got a bad dude. I was about to he say, got he, look, he, he took The Fiend he out. Get the fiend. He got a body on The Fiend. Huh? <laughs> and you sickos want to see him in a Survivor Series match. Y'all are being nasty. Aren't, aren't you proving uh, Reg's point, James Zimmerman, by saying Ryback? Yeah. 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 There, there, there was the Ryback, wasn't there? <laughs> Look, Ryback had a run. But listen, Shout out to Ryback for, for, for his time. You know, he was, he was doing his thing, but, you know, he's, he's somewhere else with it now. So. Ooh, know. he did not like your boy, Phil. He did not like punk. Remember, he went on his punk tirade for, like, years, and we were all like, relax, dude. Nobody cares. That's because Punk was like, he called him, uh, what did he call him on um, Hurdy Guy? <laughs> I mean, he was out here catching bodies himself right back. Yeah, no, nah, nah, steroid, no, that's what, steroid guy, that's what he called him, steroid guy. He was very hurdy, that's what he said. And he was very hurdy. Hella funny. Um, let's get into a couple of more Super Chats, and then we'll get into some Super Chats, and then we'll move forward. Uh, Van Twinblade says, you mean Will Washington's cousin who happens to wrestle also raps? Uh, is that an exclusive? I don't know if it is. might be. <laughs> Hustler disguise of rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Swerve, though. That, that double XL thing is really dope. Uh, Jake Salazar said, Reg, did Scott Steiner do the Steiner math promo when he didn't leave a good enough tip? Probably. The Big Bad Booty Daddy is outside, and uh, uh, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's enough Super Chats for now. I'm going to leave a couple for later in the show. Let's get into some humpy chats, and uh, yeah. Oh, we're all the way off the page with it. I gotta scroll all the way down. Hey. Uh from BJW uh to Grapsity. I think AW should give the women the opportunity to be the first division to do a round robin tournament on TV. Uh you could do two matches on Dynamite, two on Collision, and maybe one on Rampage. Um I think that would be a cool idea. Um Tony has talked about how he would like to do a round robin tournament and mm-hmm. doing it with the women would be kinda cool. 
I think it would be a good way to kind of kind of reset things because it seems like there's been like a uh, kind of a, like a holding pattern with the whole outcast thing. And yeah, uh, I've been, I've been calling for, you know, this whole thing to start being built around Willow. Um, so like, you know, with Jamie's unfortunately injury, it kind of seems like it derailed that whole thing. I don't think that would be a bad thing. It's just logistically. I don't know if they would go with that and commit to mm-hmm. something for such a long time. Cause um, it, it's different than uh, running like a G one, for example, mm-hmm. because, injuries uh in american television and time that people get there i think there's just a lot more factors to consider um, yeah but as far as like just the raw idea i think it would be a good way to quote-unquote soft relaunch things especially like with jade not quite being around anymore um as well as like possibly getting brit back in the match mix uh, maybe you know when thunder rosa returns from you know her injury um like there's a lot of like there was a big topic, you know, this week on Twitter. It was just like mm-hmm. you know, talking about the, the AW women stuff. Uh, I didn't know if yeah. you guys want to get into it, but we're here now. Um, yep. <laughs> so it, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, I think the talent is there and I think um, the desire is there. Uh, I, I think there just needs to be, you know, a, a focus from the top. Yeah. Um, I think the thing you could do with the round robin tournament is kind of the same thing you could do with the eliminator tournament that, where they had the Japanese wrestlers come in, and now that you, now you have a bigger pool to pull from because you yeah. know, there is interest in bringing women from stardom. There is like a little bit of a relationship with, with uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro. Maki keeps telling you she wants to come back. There's so many people mm-hmm. you could bring in, and you could do a big round robin tournament. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, to your point with the women's division and the issue with it as it kind of stands is, um, I kind of feel like uh, every time there's like maybe a short women's match on TV or there's no women's match on TV. We get the same conversation of like, yeah. oh man, what's going on with this women's division? Like we didn't just have a women's tournament and we didn't, we weren't all just happy for Willow. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do think it sucks that they got a quota match this week and it very much felt like a quota match. Um, it did. But I thought people acting like it was the end of the world was kind of weird too. Um, and I mean, I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to be like, here you go, making making uh, excuses. I'm not making excuses. I just think that, how do I say this? I, I think that they have had setbacks in terms of what has and hasn't worked. Um, I think they expected the stuff with Soraya to get over more than it did. I think they expected the outcast stuff to get a bigger foothold than it did. Um, injuries definitely hurt. I do think we probably would have had the women's blood and guts match if we didn't have injuries, if we didn't have things you know, not working at the same time, like not having Sheeta in America currently um, this week also hurt. Um, and I just think, you know, now it's like people don't take any of that stuff into account. Into account. No. They're just like, no, they're just just, like nope, it, it was a short women's match this week. It's time. It's time to get on mm-hmm. Twitter and, and turn let's, it into discourse. Unload it. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just it's it's sometimes it's just like I, I feel you guys. I do agree that they do need to do with do more with the women. I do think they need to build storylines around the women. I think that's the biggest issue here. I'm not one of those. It needs to, it absolutely needs to be two women's matches. They absolutely need to be you know forty <laughs> minutes or whatever. Um, yeah. But um, I just think they need the storylines. But um, other than that, like I think people that think that every time we get any semblance of a setback it's like oh it's time it's time to act like the the sky is falling it's like mm-hmm. it, it's just tiresome to do every time man and like i said i do agree that you know some things do need to be fixed but every time i see the discourse on twitter now i start kind of tuning it out because it's like i feel like people are either 
being a little disingenuous or they're overreacting a little bit as well. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I think it is. It's interesting. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce that way. Like I said, I've, I've seen yeah. like, you know, I've seen I'm not even going to name other shows, but, um, you know, this isn't this isn't strictly something in AW. So um, I, I've seen entire shows go by with nothing. So like you know, it, it, you, you got to parse through that that stuff as well. And I'm sure you guys yeah. are well well yes. aware of I, yeah. some of the audience you attract. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, man. I look, and I mean, like I said, I get it. I do get it when there is a big shift happening in wrestling right now where women are being taken more seriously and you do have like the second premier promotion in the country that keeps having like these issues with it i get how that is frustrating it is but i do think that there's a bit of a um, lack of history and there's a lack of context here where people act like oh this company doesn't take women's wrestling serious like how long y'all been watching wrestling? Because it took a long time for every promotion to take women's wrestling seriously. Like this wasn't just an overnight thing with WWE. It was. It absolutely wasn't an overnight thing with ROH. There was no women's title with ECW. Um, like uh, when you in WWE establishing their stuff, they took lumps doing that. Like they it had took, to, that took a long time, they, and they that's just, why they had to sacrifice quarter hours to do that. And you know. They were kind of in a position to do that. It was like, hey, you know, like we're, we're kind of at where we're at financially. So this isn't going to ding us as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and looking at it here, like I, and I think AEW is going to have to take their lumps like as yes. well with it. Eventually. Right. Like, That's what it is. Yeah. I, I don't think you can continue to use the excuse. All right. Well, um, this didn't pop a rating and that's why we didn't keep going with it. I, you have to give. You got to take your lumps, like like you said, Rich, but you also have to give the women their reps as well. Like, you can't throw a woman out there and have her cut a promo and everybody's like, oh, that was bad. Never let her do that again. Well, how does she learn? You got to keep right. you got to keep working at it. You got to keep putting these women out there until they establish and develop. Like, I mean, that was kind of the trick that they that WWE made work with NXT. Like, they got to develop these women over there in the feeder system and bring them up when they were ready. So mm-hmm. you miss some of the stuff where some of them Becky uh, ain't gimmicks went hidden before we got to Becky that was working. Like you, you like I said, you got to get to that point though. You can't just be like, oh well. So, so you mean the jig wasn't going wasn't going to work? It wasn't going to work, Phil. <laughs> no, the, the, the dance wasn't wasn't hidden. No, nope. uh, no, the, the we, Michael, we, we wasn't going to throw the Bella twins out for that. Like, <laughs> nah, nah, the, the Michael Flatley stuff wasn't going to work, bro. Uh-uh, <laughs> absolutely not. That river dance was not going to get over. She was going to be out of here by the next you week. won't Get be around the- next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about like what, exactly what you guys are saying. Reps, you got to invest in these women. You got to give them a chance. It's got to be more than what's presented. But they still are doing great things. We just saw an amazing women main event last night. There's a lot of things always consistently going on. Chris Statlander's having a really fun run with her championship. And uh, Tony Storm just kind of caught up in the, uh, no pun intended, storm of all the outcast stuff and just kind of right. getting stuff, think, stuff away in there. I think Tony Storm has been doing good. But I think the issue was with Tony and with Chris is like, all right, you started doing a tournament. And so you kind of put some of their stuff on hold and then people yeah. are like, all right, well, where's Statlander? And then Statlander has a match and it's like, oh, this match is mid. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, 
before this, we had this discourse where it was like, why is she on TV every week? Why wasn't Jane on TV every week? Like, mm-hmm. why is she getting to defend the belt? But then the few weeks where she's not on TV because we're focusing on the tournament, it's like, well, where's Statlander? It's like it's like a Rubik's Cube. It's like you turn <laughs> it just a little bit, you know, and then the next problem comes up. The next problem like, right. it's like, all right, hold on. Like, where do we, uh, you know, direct our attention to? Yeah, I mean, like I said, and again, I do think that they do need to figure out. I think the the main issue I have with women right now is that, and it's not with the women, it's with the handling of the women. Let me rephrase that. Um, yes. Um, I think the main issue I have with it is, is with the with the men, you can see, like, the long-term storytelling they do. You can see that, you know, there's a reward for paying attention. And I don't think you have that with the women. I think that's the biggest thing that's missing with their their – their approach with them, their, their approach to storytelling. I mean, even if you look at what Athena's doing on Ring of Honor, for example, like we're into it because Ring of, she's on Ring of Honor every week. She's doing either the Proving Ground matches, she's doing mm-hmm. the, the defenses on TV. And so I think it means something when somebody really does challenge her because we've been there. We've been there through the journey with her every right. week. And I don't think yeah. there's enough of that with the women on AEW. Mm-hmm. It's all about storylines. There ain't no storylines. Get some storylines. Get some secondary yeah. storylines. It doesn't all have to be about the championship. Like, you just got to do a little something more. We were trying with the outcast thing. I think I think the outcast thing has had its big peaks and valleys. I think when they were doing the spray yeah. paint thing every week, it was like, not. Nah, it felt too this, NWO-ish. This, this ain't working. But it's it's gotten better and better since the, they put more focus on Tony and Ruby. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, man. We got to get to the absolute end of this. We got to get to the blow off because if if the blood and guts match was not the blow off of the home and gr- the homegrown and outcast stuff, then man, you gotta you gotta get to some definitive end to it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think about that being the the end. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, you mm-hmm. got to do something that feels like a definitive end or a definitive like we're done with this moving forward. Yeah. Like, right. I think they got a book daily's place, like calling back to that promo where Britt was like, you know, I, I think it was like she accidentally did like the best babyface promo of her career where she was like, you know, I might not have, you know, ever performed in like Madison Square Garden. You know, I might not have, you know, gone around the world. You've been on TV for X amount of years, but you know what you haven't done? Like, you haven't come to Daly's place. Like, you, like, this is where I got mm-hmm. to wrestle. Like, and then stuff like, and really kind of rile up, uh, you know, the AW fan base. And um, book that match, have them come into Daly's place and settle it all there. That's that's what mm-hmm. I would do. The war to settle the store. What is this? Did you throw that on the screen? Or did... No, I did not. <laughs> How did that get in there? I definitely did not. <laughs> Uh, whatever. So for whatever reason, this super chat jumped in, I guess it, it's, it, all, it is relevant to the conversation. So Jake Salazar said, well, it got better once they took uh, Soraya off of TV for a couple weeks. Um, I think Soraya works in the capacity they're using her in with them where it just feels like she's more of like hyping them up and she's more yeah. in the background for their matches. Because Currently, Tony and Ruby are better talkers, so it just makes more sense. They're both better in ring. So I think it makes sense for her to be, like, more hyping them and being the one that actually gets, like, more of the heat during the matches. Totally agree. <laughs> but that did, not this blank face, like, hmm, yep. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm happy that she came back from everything that she had, but I'm not really trying to see anything that Soraya is doing for keeping it a stack. I don't dislike Soraya. I'm just, I don't know. I like her. I think she's great, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's a job to be done, and it needs to be done in Daly's place. So that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's get to Daly's place, okay? <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, is that, that where they're doing the, the hour-long uh, women's show that people are saying that they Keep want? talking about, yeah, that they're not going to watch when they put it on. Um, yeah. I mean, I would watch it, but I think there's also a lot of capping on Twitter about the amount of people on Twitter that will watch it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> back in our Humper Chats. Uh, Bizarro yes. Big L, uh says, uh, Red seems like you're safe for now. Pretty sure Athena would have tracked you down if she didn't win tonight. <laughs> Banger main event. Joe versus Dalton uh, slapped. Aussie Open was a good surprise. And Pac and Claudio may have opened a new can of worms for BCC. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I didn't want to incur any of uh, Athena's wrath. I thought it would be coming. But, yeah, no, she proved exactly what she told Phil and I on our interview. That she, it's her. It's all about her. <laughs> Yeah, this is her uh, division. This is her show. That's her belt forever. Yeah, let uh, me far be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it's really Brian. I think. Yeah, it's really Brian. Uh, pretty sure uh, Jay drove into us, <laughs> leaving the show. He must have. He must know I don't give a fuck about any of this bloodline stuff. <laughs> That's when I hit the bathroom in Birch. Dark matches were uh, Tiff and Kiana before the show. AJ and Waller, Andrew versus Ludwig after. Huh? AJ and Waller. And- Sorry. Oh, AJ versus Waller and Drew versus oh. Ludwig after oh. the show. Um, yeah. It- Jay trying to run you down because he know you don't like the bloodline stuff. Sounds crazy. <laughs> Be safe out here, Brian, man. Be safe. At Seriously. Seriously. Uh, from Tony P. Uh, uh, we've been winning as people these past few weeks. It started with Alex and Mike, then ran the Slammiversary into the main event of last night. Yeah, man. Wrestling is definitely for them guys, bro. Mm-hmm. Them guys. Don't want to say them guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, them people. You people. <laughs> you people. Wrestling is definitely for you people. Somebody tweeted me at you people the other day, and I was just like, we still doing that? Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> we still doing it's crazy. that? crazy. All right. All right. Uh, uh, from Nelson Muntz, Athena versus Willow doing what Ricky and Punk didn't do, which was blew the roof off a great match. Um, Osprey bringing tw- 2003 Kenta back. Uh, collision going to the elite area, Newark, New Jersey. With Punk in the building this time, unlike Full Gear last year. No, Punk is definitely getting booed out of the building tonight in Newark. There's no way mm-hmm. not. Like it's. I mean, if you listen to the crowd last night, you already could tell they're getting ready to do it. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting tonight. About to get cooked. Definitely about to be loud booze in Newark. Um, I'm. I'm looking forward to it, man. I want to see him heal it up some more. So bring on the booze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, We'll get into that when we talk about uh, uh, the Owen Cup, but I had, mm-hmm. I had thoughts on this on this uh, yes. on this Ricky heel turn, um, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. thoughts on that. But yes. uh, another one from Tony P. Randa, but I want to talk about a pet peeve in music. 
when you jack a whole when you jack a whole beat and lyrics then call that shit by a new name and not a cover also jacking a whole old beat in general not mixing it and acting like it's <laughs> huh is he talking about like that, <laughs> that that sukiana like i heard her on the many fresh real real big beat yeah, yeah i heard that yeah I, mm-hmm. that, was, that was weird i those commercials they're doing with, with those beats is kind of odd to me uh yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting your money, you're getting your money. They're going to be like, well, they were sampling blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, all right, shut up. Yeah, nah. But look, man, <laughs> big supporter oh. of, of, of women women uh, getting getting this shit off and, and getting to do rap. Don't want to want to massage in this. Like. <laughs> correct. Correct. <laughs> we love women rap around here. Uh, all, all of it too. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I want to hear him rapping about the nasty stuff too. Like, yes. Like, I, I'm not trying to limit him. I'm not trying to say, hey, it's only one mm-hmm. kind of rap. Because, hey, here's no. a dirty secret: all the rap is out there. It's on you to go find it. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We're not out here like only listen to Rhapsody. She's the only one really to know. Listen to Coily. Right. Listen to Ice Spice. Listen to all of them, and they all be spitting. You, you, you at the crib listening to Pound Town Rage? I mean, I couldn't say personally I am. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, definitely. You'll, you'll, you'll be out there thugging with your rounds. But yeah, just like I tweeted uh, recently, when my mom asked that question, she was like, how come men like men rappers that talk about sex, but they don't like women rappers who talk about sex? Like, It actually would make more sense for us to like the women talking about sex, wouldn't it? <laughs> you would think. You would think some of it, some of it is a little wild, like Pound Town. I'm some of like, it is crazy. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I can't get into it, man. Nah. This is explicit. There's kids here. <laughs> nah, her going to that school and, and rapping Pound Town. I was like, what's happening here, man? <laughs> Who allowed it to happen? <laughs> Long way from Old Town Road, huh? <laughs> uh, it, it's funny. It's like you know, sometimes like I, I remember when um when WAP first came out, I started seeing people, you know. Like they booty sheets start getting real tight, you know. Like when I'm like, why? Like I, I didn't have no problem with the song. I, I figured it would be like one of the biggest songs of all time. Turns mm-hmm. out it was, and um, you know, it, it's not really too different than you know Kaya years ago when she yeah, was like, exactly. "Want my neck, my back." Like my neck, there's a history, back. Uncle mm-hmm. Luke. Like this is a Uncle Luke two live crew. It goes all the way back wild. there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I believe I, I saw even Uncle Luke come out and say something, uh, yeah. you know, and it was yeah, like, was he, it was like was anybody doing, but man? but Luke, come on, man. Like One time Snoop came out and said something like that, like the new P. I'm like, Snoop, absolutely like, not. You got to let him do their thing. Pain on women. Like, I've seen you do all kind of crazy stuff. Snoop, is, Snoop has been in porn, hasn't he? Yeah, yes. man. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, bro. You can't do that. These yeah. OGs be tripping sometimes. Yeah, man. Nah. They be turning, you know, real. I ain't going to say it, but, you know, misogamy is a, is a real mother. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Nah. I, I, I definitely I think Luke was one of those people that was upset with uh, Janelle Monet after the Essence Festival. Oh, he was the one. Like, why is she doing this now? Luke. And yo, let's relax, Luke. Man. If she's Luke, trying, if she's trying to free, free this, free the titty. It's all right, man. And we want to see that. I don't know. Like, don't stop was, trying that, to interfere with that, Luke. Why are you doing this? I didn't understand what was to be upset about with it. Like, it was like this brief thing she did in the performance. That if you listen to her music, it played into the song that she was performing at the time. I didn't understand why people were upset about it. I was like, it's, I didn't even get need that. Look, I didn't even need that, Phil. I just saw what I saw, and I was like, That's you know it. what? 
you know. Like I don't, even, I don't even need the song to connect necessarily. Imagine like. if somebody's giving out uh, somebody's giving out free ice cream outside, and somebody's standing next to him yelling, "Why are they giving out free ice cream, bro? It's free ice cream. Just eat the ice cream and let's go." Like, why are you yelling about the free ice cream? We like free ice cream. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, I didn't understand when Lucas, especially uh, from somebody that has a song called "Pop That Pussy." Like, come on, bro. The, again, I think Lucas another one where Lucas <laughs> been in porn. Like, he like, what are we doing, bro? Like, man, I remember the VHSs. Or the, or, the, or the peep Ooh. show. Oh, man. Older cousins had their joints. Oh, oh man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Er- everybody relax. You didn't set our people back years, Uncle Luke. You better relax. <laughs> everybody relax. <laughs> it'll be it'll be fine, guys. It'll be okay. It's going to be okay. going to be uh, okay. Lil' Kim came out and was rapping wild, and things were okay after that. Everything was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Van Twin Blade, eight days until Glory, Glory Pro here. Here's the card. Something. I'm guessing means Jake something versus uh, mm-hmm. Warhorse, uh, Lady Bird, uh, Heather, Reckless, Laney Luck, Triple Thread, Tootie uh, versus Vert uh, Bixton, Tankman versus Xavier, uh, Walker, Camaro versus. This is very hard to read without commas, sir. <laughs> without any punctuation in it. This is very hard to read. Uh, Camaro versus Crash Jackson and a special match with Ray Phoenix versus Cody Lane. Uh, got another one from Tony P. I know Denise and Reg were mad on it, but I like the blood and guts ending. Uh, it told a good story, opened the new story doors, and gave... Um, finality to the bcc and elite story i think bcc are going to be some unique tweeners um also who's tuning in tonight for rick ricky or punk um i'm tuning in for punk because it's (laughs) yeah no it's just (laughs) like um denise brought up the best point Pac leaving your team surrendered the match was over and that's where i'm like all right I, i guess i kind of agree like Pac left the ring, said, I'm out of this match. That means the match is over. Why did you guys continue the match? So the rest of it just kind of felt like, oh, well, this match is, is she... already over. Well, oh, well I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that, I don't think that rule like necessarily exists. I know, I know in WWE, they have a, um, an abandonment clause, but that was never established in AEW. Is, is she trying to say that, um, because like, he, he like left Sting the... abandoned a match before in, in the middle mm-hmm. of a, of a war games before. So yeah, I don't is, know. Is she... Yeah, she's trying to say because he left the match that that technically he gave up. Yeah, but he didn't verbally say I quit. If you have to verbally, yeah, he yeah. He, he just said uh, to hell with the BCC. Yeah, I mean he, he left his squad and then another fool left his squad like immediately after. So just kind of like ah, I understand what's going on. I didn't really like it. I thought it kind of fell flat after everything that happened in the match. But yeah. uh, I understand why people did like it. I mean, yeah, we'll get into it in a few, but um, yeah, I, I didn't mind the finish. Yeah. Um, let's see, another one from Tony P. Question about New Japan Wrestling's women division they are trying to build. Uh, do you think they will have to make a mix of contracted people from AEW, Impact, Stardom, and freelancers to start it off? I don't think they will have any homegrown dojo women for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, of, of course, you know, the only contracted woman that was there technically was Mercedes. Uh, everybody else Which was is crazy. Like, everybody else was like either stardom women or somebody else from another promotion. Um, 
maybe we're going to get into a place where they sign other women to contracts to do prepare appearance stuff like they did Mercedes. But Mer- Mercedes is a Mercedes is a different beast. Like it's not that yeah. many women out here that you're like, I know this woman can this woman can draw, and so I'm signing her specifically to do this. Um, I do think they're going to have to do like a mix of like wrestlers from other places. But you know, you don't you've kind of um, you kind of got the cheat code because Bushiroad owns Stardom. So you have, mm-hmm. like, a plethora of women from there you can use. But, yeah, I don't see any problems with them using, like, freelance. I mean, we know people, women that have trained at the New Japan Dojo, like Trish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think we'll see more women from, like, indies going there as well. I, I think it would be hard for them domestically to justify opening, um, like, like starting, like, with Young Lions of, mm-hmm. of women's wrestlers just because of the Stardom relationship. And eventually, like, it becomes it's like Bushi Road is very cautious on how they move, like especially expanding entire divisions uh, mm-hmm. of things. I think that we are more likely to see the situations that Phil was talking about, like as far as like, hey, if there's somebody on the American Indies that um, is going to work in the L.A. Dojo and try to come up that way. I think they're more likely to like, you know, like, hey, you know, Trisha Dora is out there. Janai Kai is out there. Someone like that. That they mm-hmm. take in and they're like, yo, we're going to like make you like a flagship person of New Japan Strong or something like that. As far as opening a dojo, I can't see it. For domestic mm-hmm. Japanese women, I can't see it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> people have to understand like wrestling in, J- in Japan is different. They have like. So different. They, they're not going to let too many things like interject with somebody else's business. Like stardom, like I said, is, is its own thing. And I, I don't think you bring in stardom and buy that promotion and then also start building a women's division from scratch under another right. roof. Like you, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't know how that would work. And if they did, it would be ugly because what they would yes. do is start trying to sign. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, sign away from yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how that would work. Uh, see, I think we have a few more upper chats. Let me check and see how many. Cause might need to just jump into topics. <laughs> uh, oh, we only got two more. Let, let's jump into it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, from, from Black Phoenix brand, happy Grapture Day. Uh, on the road, so I can't listen live. Uh, just wanted to say to you guys, thought about defending Yay. <laughs> Thoughts about defending Yay. Are just like mine. After I uh, watched the throne from Jesus on through, I couldn't even defend him anymore. That said, um, what was his last great moment? Um, I, I'm assuming this is coming from us talking on um, Ask Rhapsody for context mm-hmm. for people because um, mm-hmm. we had the whole conversation of when when were you off board with uh, Kanye? I was oh, officially man. off after Pablo. Like I was, I was yeah, done. same, same, same here. Same here. His last great moment. That's a pretty good question um i think for me it'll be like you know started listening to no more parties in la i'd be like yeah i think i'm good here like after that Mm -hmm. like no more parties him and kendra lamar and it was like all right and then the antics just got crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier and then i was like i'm i I, i'm not being a slave to your rollouts i'm not being a slave to your opinions i'm not being a slave to your politics for this music it's not worth it like it's exactly like, that's exactly it, what we talked about on ask rhapsody yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's like the college dropout is not coming out again graduation is mm-hmm. not coming out again like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not happening from this point forward so right 
Yeah. You know? The last great Kanye moment was uh, giving uh, Andre a moment. And then, but see, he even ruined that. God damn it. He ruined it. He ruined that because <laughs> he ruined it. you used that to, to then also try and sideways throw shots at, at Drake on that song. Yeah. And so we didn't mm-hmm. even get the song like we should have. And then you both ended up um, upsetting Andre. Like, who upsets Andre? This is a peaceful man that How just wants to do that. He just wants to travel the country and, and play his flute in cities. Like, why are you upsetting this man? He he gave us a very great introspective verse on like his mother and all this stuff, and then you're still like trying to beef with this dude. Like Phil, this this man just wants to walk the planet freely as if he is as if he's not one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he just wants to walk. He ain't trying around. to hear none of that. He's trying to play his flute somewhere and just kick it. He's not trying to hear none of yeah, this. And y'all got him caught. How y'all get him caught up in something? He wasn't even caught up in rap beef when he was a full-time rapper. And y'all got him caught up in some rap beef. Come on, man. That's sick. But, yeah, I'd probably say, like, I, 30 hours from Pablo, uh, that Kanye is out of here. But that song, like, I might, I could he, possibly put and that he didn't in like, write my that. top five. Con- yeah. And Shout he didn't write Driz, that. Driz for big, doing that. That's but, a, yeah, that's, that's a, a great record. song. So, 30 hours I mean, is I don't, know, I don't know who gets the credit for this, but that was the I last mean, time that I was really into it. It's it's Kanye production. If we're getting into songs Kanye didn't write, we had to take a lot of songs off the beat. Yeah, uh, yeah, Because yeah. there's a lot of Kanye songs that people don't know he didn't write. Um, right, right, right. But but no, Thirty Hours is fire. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, Pablo is probably his last really good album, in my opinion. That was Definitely it for the me. last one that I listened to in full. Um, I've heard good things about other albums, but mm. I was just too annoyed with him at that point to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm out. Man. Saddening. I I used to be it's big. Sad. 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 Uh, I mean, I'm over here in California, and it's sad. I can imagine somebody being in Chicago and how yeah. the impact hits over there. Yeah, I used to be a big Kanye guy. Man, can't do it anymore. It's um, like it's man. like it was like. Would you rather like Kanye become like a full crackhead than what's like happened to him? I think I would much rather him just, <laughs> just start like yeah, man. We we have found videos of Kanye was smoking crack uninhibitedly. Like I would I would feel way better about supporting Kanye. Like West he's on the streets and he's yeah, trying to he's get on back. The streets. To it. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, all right, man, help the brother out, give him a chance. Like I mm-hmm. I much rather you know accept you know crack use um <laughs> from him than some of the stuff he's done <laughs> seriously no qu- i won't even question it oh crack yes then whatever he's doing over here no absolutely not yeah uh yeah nah him him showing up at the white house and and every all of the antics says slavery was a choice oh man yeah, it's a rough on, it's a rough time for kanye fans but um, that thread that was on Twitter at one point where all those videos of like Kanye's greatest moments, endless entertainment, the one yeah. of him in that garage and dude was like, Hey Kanye, he's like, Shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> It is four in the morning. Kanye's <laughs> <laughs> a wild boy, man. Yeah, no. Can't believe he did this to us. <laughs> uh from Nelson Months, uh just a few just a few better matches this week that were way better than CM Punk versus Ricky Stark. Really didn't like what's this match, huh? Yeah, what's up with the strength, man? <laughs> really didn't like this match, huh? Uh, uh, Willow versus Athena. Nakajima versus uh, Mayahara. Heard that uh, was great. Yeah, mm. Osprey versus Kenta. Hanari versus Takagi. Okada versus Taichi. Um, Ki- I always pronounce Ka- Kaito's last name wrong. I'm Kaito Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya, David. Kiyomiya versus Umino. Um, 
Um, I'm dropping nuclear truth bombs about CM Punk now, Jake Salazar. On your head, Jake Salazar. You I mean, just... the, there was a match on that show that was better than the CM Punk match, so, like, you didn't even mention this, that one. This is <laughs> also true. Um, but, yeah, man, hey, how about we get into some wrestling topics since, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of wrestling that happened within seven days since the last time we were together on this podcast Facts. talking about Facts. wrestling. Facts. The thing mm-hmm. we're supposed to be on the show talking about. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, not, yeah. mm-hmm. This is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, but, you know, so for our first topic, like, Saturday, a lot happened, but immediately the thing that rang out throughout Twitter is that wrestling is for us, man. Um, because we had some great moments over the weekend, man. Slammiversary, Leo squashed Chris Saban, basically, won the exhibition title. Did not expect that at all. Mm-mm. Big shout-outs to Leo. Trinity defeated Deanna Perrazzo to become Trin. knockouts champion. Trent Pack is in effect. Um, mm-hmm. We had two black Owen Hart Cup winners this year, Willow and Ricky Starks. Man. Um, but look, a lot happened Saturday, man. Alex um, Kane. Alex Kane from the week before. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Big shout-out to Michael Oku again. Oku, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to give it up to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> giving it up, man. But what a great, what a great night of wrestling, man! Between Collision and Slammiversary. Um Then we also had Battle of Belts, and then later into the night, if you stayed up for G1, what a great night of wrestling! That's a lot of wrestling, big bro. Like from five o'clock till till then to win. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, uh, Willow got the big win. She was deserving of that. Ricky Starks, I felt, needed this win very bad, man. The way that his career has been going, like, if you look at his resume, like, it's going to be a bunch of L's on there. And he needed a big W to kind of cement this thing. Fans have been wanting it for a long time. I think that he's been, you know, he's not held his tongue at all saying that he wants to have moments like this. It's just what kind of happens on coming out of it. Like, what do you guys think is going to happen with Ricky Starks coming out of this win? Um, I don't know, but um, I thought the match was fine. I thought mm-hmm. the outcome was correct. I thought yes. Ricky should have won. Correct. But I thought it was an odd choice to come out when one of these guys is getting booed coming out, and the <laughs> other guy is getting cheered, and the guy that was getting booed is yeah. not the one that turned heel. Yes. And so I was like, wait there a minute. There are problems here. I was like, wait a minute. What? Why are we doing this? And so... <laughs> and, and so when the finish first happened, like um, he does the whole, you know, grabs the rope and, mm-hmm. you know, when Punk does the big shocked agape face in the, in the camera, which was great, by the way. Liked it. But, mm-hmm. but I was just like, all right, so is this like him just doing a cheeky way of beating him? He just got one by him. And, nope. We get up. We get up the up the ramp. He snatches the 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 cup from a uh, liger. That's he flew liger in for f- basically five seconds. So he just snatched the cup away. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Which which is fine because that's totally a thing Owen Hart would do. But yeah, I was like, why is Ricky Starks doing this? This is a guy that people have wanted oh, to get behind. For weeks. I didn't think about the Owen Hart connection too. That's a good point. Yeah. So why is Ricky Starks doing this? Because this is the thing that you know, of course that. Um, like I said, people going into this match, people assumed this was going to be the next development in the punk heel turn. And it's yep. not. It's, it's not. instead Ricky <laughs> is turning heel. And I'm just like, what? why? And, and let me be even more specific. Not just why. Why did you do it here? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
because you could have turned him heel. But why did you pick this match where, again, you had your crowd that was telling you one thing, and then you decided, nope, we're just going to turn him heel. That would have hit way better. Like him turning full heel would have hit way better this week in New Jersey than it was in Canada when CM Punk is getting booed and getting hated and doing all these things. Yeah, it was a very interesting development. I was like, okay, the 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 roll-up, uh, holding the ropes thing, you could kind of get away from. You could still be like, ah, you know, things happen. It's a wrestling ring of positioning and all this. But then doing that to Liger and kind of like really putting a stamp on it was like, uh, are we? Is this what we're doing? Yeah. I, I We talked about it on uh, One Nation Radio this week. I was like, I thought there were a lot of interesting to say the least dynamics um at play here one them being in calgary alberta canada mm-hmm. two as phil mentioned uh cm punk's getting booed out the gym um yeah. essentially because calgary's like nah we we not going along with, with with none of this like whether it's uh you know for whatever reason you know he, he's dressed like bret hart he's doing the bret hart moves they're chanting owen and it's like, all right, you know, I, I cheekily had sent a tweet out before, like, I wonder if CM Punk will remember to pay tribute to the right heart brother. And apparently this thing came, those chickens well, came home to roost. Well, well, <laughs> well to correct you, we hadn't been encouraging people to chant Owen yes, since they, the, the second episode. Look, they, 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 mm-hmm. had him, they had him come out there and cut the fiery promo. So in, in my eyes, I didn't, I didn't think this was leading to any type of CM Punk turning heel. When I saw people theorizing this, I was like, why would they do that with him in Calgary? And I was like, if anyone's going to turn heel, it's going to be Ricky to, to do mm-hmm. it because they like they will not put a babyface Ricky Starks directly over CM Punk clean like that. There had to be a turn. Um, right. There also like is an aversion to beating CM Punk clean, which obviously there is. Um, so like you know. It, was there a little bit of fake job in this? Yeah, there was. But they obviously mm-hmm. want to do something with Ricky. Um, I saw this. You know, I wasn't thrilled with Ricky's, like, entire, you know, tournament performance um, in, in the tournament at, at large um, here. But I think, you know, a, as our man that kept sending in um, the, the slander for this match, um, <laughs> like, like, it wasn't, like, you know, there's, there's other great matches happening. Yeah, um, it was fine. You know, yeah. it, it was cool. But I think the... Um, as Reg mentioned, like the, the follow up is very important, and you know it seems like Collision is a very throwback based show. So mm-hmm. what I think of is like, all right, what use is being the number two babyface on Collision like right now for anyone? You're going to be turned to fight CM Punk because CM Punk's he wants to be a babyface. They want him to be a babyface. They are presenting him in all these ways. Uh, standing him aside from Samoa Joe, the Owen Hart uh, fire him fire him up promos. His you know the people that that love CM Punk, be like, oh he's fine with the booze. He he loves it and and he might right. But we know what the company is intending. They're not sending him out there to to, to like when he wants to really be a heel. We'll know there will be no confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, I, I think in this case for Ricky. I don't think he was going anywhere as a babyface, and I think him turning heel is the best um, outcome. However, I think with the likely hostile environment CM Punk is walking into, coming back into these American cities uh, where it has never um, quite gone well for him in that return, like anytime his graphics will pop up, San Diego, uh, anywhere not Chicago, essentially. Um, it's, it's been rough for him, and Ricky's the kind of heel that gets cheered. So this is going to be... 
a test, and I, I think they need to course correct with Punk because ultimately I think it can affect the people that he's working with eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, uh, you know, there, there's an interesting comment there, you know, in, in the chat. I, I don't know you guys' rules about reading ones that, that are not a part of the Super Chat gig, so I'm not going to nah, do that. go for it. So, so um, my, my man Big Dude 912, he said, Punk is too much of a narcissist to be seen as anything but a fan favorite. Now, I can't call the man a narcissist. I don't know that man or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But, you know, it... Let, let, let's take a look at, at everything that has ever surrounded CM Punk. When going back to WWE, his merchandise sold a lot as a babyface. It sold a lot. He's talked about, you know, his merch taking a hit and him being conscious of that by turning and stuff like that. So I, I think he wants to be cheered. And I, I don't think that's going to happen. I personally don't think that he cares if he's cheered at this point. Like, I don't think that he does. Like, I think. I don't think he cares whether he turns heel or babyface at this point. I think he he's going to get a reaction regardless, and I think that that's what mm-hmm. he wants. I think if he wasn't getting a reaction, then this would all look weird. But him getting out there and getting booed, I don't think he cares about that at all. Um, I think, and that's why I'm like, if you've got this reaction he's getting, and if you've got a guy in punk that knows how to do business, he knows like he knows how to play into a crowd. Why would you not let him do that? We've been seeing him do that in all the matches going up to this point. Man, look at the Kojima match. He's getting booed, and he played up to it. So Mm -hmm. why would you get into this match and have Ricky? And again, I get why you're like, man, you had to turn him because you're not going to let him have this baby face win. But it was it just feel like the execution execution was off here because it feels like another. You could have done something else other than this because I thought this just didn't work. I feel like it felt flat. and I feel like, again, there's nothing wrong with, with him turning. That's not what I'm. That's not why I was confused by it. I was like, why did you pick this match to do it? That's no. it. Because yeah. it was just like, and why? Why did you pick it and pick this execution with it? Like, I, like, and I also understand like if you are gonna go with this slow burn heel turn with Punk, you've got too many things that you have in place right now that you you kind of need him to not be a heel for because you're clearly building to jay white feud jay white's the heel in that pro and that um max is still a heel if you're going with mm-hmm. that yeah um, so you kind of need punk to still be a baby face in the meantime um but there's certain things he's done that read as heel like it's just they just do there's certain things in the matches he's doing that reads as heel there's certain things he's saying promos that read as heel but that's why I'm also looking at the reaction he's getting, getting booed. It's like, how do you look at that and go, let's just have our, our, our Owen Cup winner turn up. <laughs> yeah, He'll get booed for it. It's like, it's that, not going to work. That, that, that reeks of like what was happening like with Roman Reigns when they would just turn people yeah. heel on him um, while, you know, just the wrong reactions are happening for him. Like, I, I think they need to seriously consider turning him heel. Uh, the problem is they've set up this entire show, as Phil mentioned, like with a heel factory around him. So it's like... He's got to he's got to face almost all of them like or else like the entire show like blows up unless, you know, they or they have to basically just reshuffle all the all the all the pieces there. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Rich, because you said it, it's you maybe feel like it's better for him to play heel. You don't it better for him to play heel as opposed to being number two babyface. Do you think it's better for him to play number two 
heel though, because he's gonna be behind Jay White. Like there's, I don't think he's gonna be better I, than Jay White. I, I I agree with that. Like White just has so many uh, years as a like top level performer. Like it's hard mm-hmm. for for Ricky just to jump over that. But I think that's like what the Owen Hart Cup is designed to do. It's it's designed to kind of buy him that um that insurance to make True. us look at him in a different light. Be like, oh okay. And then like we all know that guy's awesome on the mic. So like he's gonna mm-hmm. get a chance probably to actually speak now. And then like really kind of establish himself. And uh, as far as like you know you know he he's behind Jay White right now. That mm-hmm. that that could change though, like because you know he's he he's he's very strong on the mic. So like, um, if he can get his wrestling to like, you know, we were talking about Kanye earlier. Kanye used to talk about if I can get my rhymes where the beats are, you know, I'll be I'll kill the game. <laughs> if Ricky can get the matches where the promos are, he'll kill the game. Um, Hell of and, a bar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, like. <laughs> Man, to be honest with you, though, when it was happening, the immediate thing I thought is Ricky must have wanted to turn heel. Yeah. That's why I immediately yeah. thought. I was like, he must have wanted to turn heel because I just can't see any other reason why going into this situation and seeing the reaction that you were like, let's turn him. And especially right. how I've been coming on this podcast for weeks and saying there are way too many heels in this company. You've got to build some baby faces, man. Let's turn J- so- just turn JB, Jack, Jack Perry, you know what I mean? Like. They're, yeah, it, so make it even more of them. Yeah, but other than that, again, I think this was the right outcome. I think um, mm-hmm. I I even didn't mind stuff like him coming and snatching the the trophy from Liger. It just seemed like the entire train of events. I was just sitting there, look like, what's happening right now? But like <laughs> when when it all died down, and I looked back at it later, I was like, that is a good moment for Ricky. Like him coming back yeah. out later, and you know. Martha giving him the trophies and doing a presentation and having him and, and Willow out there. Great. Like I said, I, again, I do think that this was the right outcome. Um, I do think that uh, Willow ended up being the right winner for the Owen, for the women as well. I, of course, was rooting for Ruby the entire time because, come on, man, give us Midwestern or something. I don't want to hear you in the, in the <laughs> chat, by the way, going, man, they do give you all these shows. They give but, you hella <laughs> shows in Chicago, bro. I, Come but, on. Get, but give Ruby this win, man. Like, Ruby has been overdue for a win for a long time, man. Uh, and I felt like the story going into this from her promos and everything they were doing was leading to her winning. But, again, I didn't have a problem with it. Like, I don't feel like there was a wrong choice either way with either of these women. Um, I think Willow ended up doing more with it, moving on and doing a doing a match with Athena at the pay per view. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was uh, I, I thought both matches were good. I I didn't hate this uh, Ricky Punk match as some people <laughs> seem to. I do think that it's it's for sure Punk's worst match since he's been back. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think when you rank it towards everything else Punk has been doing, it just this for whatever reason just wasn't clicking. Rick, uh, Rich got into it a little bit. Hot, Ricky Starks in ring, I think, is what's going to be the issue going forward. If he doesn't, there's nothing in his arsenal to really attach onto. There's nothing. Sometimes his matches could be a little bit sloppy, and the. Uh, uh, there's something missing still. I think he's a an exceptional promo guy. I think he can, he's he can work. It's not like he's not, but there's something 
when the bell rings, that's missing right. from his it, mind. Just, uh, like, this isn't some bum or anything, no. right? No. But, like, I think he's, like, best suited to be, like, you know, like, having, like, 10 minutes on a show mm-hmm. and laying out, like, a nice television match that it, that is, like, solid. Like, I don't think you're looking at every he starts to have like match of the year uh contenders and, right. and things like that like i i think ricky throws good strikes i think he has great fire as a baby face but like mm-hmm. when he's a heel he can kind of just work in a whole different way to where exactly. it's like it's way easier that way but mm-hmm. like as a baby face like he needs like that flashy like I, I feel like he needs like you know some some type of flashy stuff or um i don't know like they're, they're, like as Ray said there's just something missing there um but you know, he had an awesome match with Jericho. Uh, he, ha- he had two awesome matches with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, he then sh- went into struggling, I, I think, w- yeah. w- with that Jay White feud. And then, you know, being in here tied into the, the CMFCR program and stuff like that. And, you know, if, if you give me the choice, uh, to Phil's point, of saying, hey, do I want to take the pins whenever I um, link up with these guys, or do I just want to turn and then work against them? I'll take <laughs> option B, please. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I, I do think the, the change happened, like, when he was having those, like, big moments, like the, like, clippable moments where he had, like, the reversals into the Rochambeau that we mm-hmm. saw. Like, and we haven't seen him. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen him do like anything like big on that level as a baby right. in a while. Exactly. And exactly. I think that that's part of what you guys mean. Like there's mm-hmm. there's missing something to latch on to this big moment in the matches. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I again that's why I'm like I don't think turning heel would be bad for him. I do think he needed something. I think he definitely needed this win. Um I definitely think he needed to be put repositioned, but Man, the finish to this match was kind of wonky, man. Just, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. just uh, it didn't really work for me, man. It, it was just something about it. I was just sitting there like, uh, I don't know if that that's the way, but all right. I mean, we uh, knew it was gonna be a dusty finish. Like Punk wasn't gonna take a, a clean pinfall, but uh, I think they could have probably got there a different way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought uh, other than that, this was a really strong episode of Collision. Probably the mm-hmm. best episode of Collision so far. I mean, the tag match. We haven't really gotten to the tag, tag match. match was, tag match was fire. Tag mm-hmm. match was everything I hoped it would be after last week's tag match. Um, yep. They got an, an entire hour to build this thing. Crazy. And, and I've said more than once with people that are uh, FDR critics that uh, FDR works best when you just give them the dance partners, you give them the matches, and you let them create. When you spend too much time on some of the other stuff around it, I don't want that, man. I'm good. Mm-mm. Get these guys good dance partners. Let them cook. And that's what we got. Yeah, um, I I saw the match last week, um, the one that went 28 minutes. I was like, well, what are they, What else do they really have? Like, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought they, <laughs> they kind of emptied the gun in that match, right? But they came back a week later, and I was kind of skeptical of it. Like, I'm like, man, they're coming back. Four times in five weeks, and then with a two out of three falls match, I was like, "How is mm-hmm. this going to work?" And then I, I, you know, checked the match out, and I was like, "Well, they they shut me up." Like mm-hmm. I, I think that you know, <laughs> I, I think they came out now. As far as like you know, greatest television match that's ever happened and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite there with you, uh, Uncle Dave. However. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of great tag team matches that have happened, like on national television, yeah. even in this promotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I think, you know, all four of those guys should be commended because I feel like Dax was working through an injury and didn't tell anybody the first half of this year, which is why FTR like either weren't wrestling or when you did see him wrestle, it wasn't 
hitting like that, right? But mm. they found something with, with Juice and um, Jay to where the, the physicality between them and the war of attrition that they put each other through in these last four or five weeks, culminating with this week, was something like, yo, even if you're someone that, you know, you like to watch more aerial-based stuff, like, you know, Reg is a big fan of the Bucks, as am I, right? Um, and spot food, baby. Is as well. Yeah, same, all day. <laughs> Where's the spot food shirts? We need them. Um, you're right, you're right. But, you're right. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. But that, that the level of physicality and the war of attrition they put each other through and how they lay out matches, I think, is um, FTR's biggest strength. And it's always been going back to their ways and their, their days in NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's... And it's almost like it, it should be a no-brainer that they're this good as baby faces, uh, if because they had been wrestling for as heels and setting other people up for their whole careers. So, yeah. um, you know, you know, I I, I kind of be giving it to FTR sometimes, like uh, on our show, but like this is not a week where it's like, yeah, like I like I'll, I'll say, yo, when when I when they come up with some impressive, I have no problem praising these guys, and I think they, um, uh, you know, Juice and Jay, like you know or Juicy J, as, as we call them <laughs> on ONR, um, you know, they they were – they are the biggest benef- beneficiaries of Collision, I think, thus oh, far. 100%. He, yes. Like, like, Jay's like, anytime you want to push a button on him, he can be against anybody. So, mm-hmm. like, it's good to just, like, expose him to the audience more and more. Um, you know, and as far as, like, um, the – you know, outcome FTR is like, you know, going forward, they're, they're looking at the eliminator final and all that. Uh, I, I think there's like more exciting stuff to come for them. And it's like, all right, cool. We can get this uh, tag division back rolling again because like Aussie opens healthy. Lucha Bro- brothers are finally healthy. Um, yep. The bucks may be wrapped up with the BCC. I don't know if they're going to still be in trios. Like in the AW tag division can get back to get the back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the way, you know, yeah. The thing is, so and I will take exception to something like I, I think with FTR, I think they are great at tricking people into um, the the old school nature of everything. These guys it's are big tricking. match, high spot, fast paced wrestlers, like in in yeah. a package that you that, yes. that doesn't look like it. That's who You're these right. guys are. Like mm-hmm. they, these guys are all time workers. I'll say in, into convincing yes. people things mm-hmm. either happened or didn't. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but. W- I, I feel like I sat through an entire year of last year of people acting like FTR versus the Young Bucks never happened in, in, in April We're with the Young Bucks putting them over, cleaning them in the middle. People right. act like this never happened. Mm-hmm. So um, these guys, shout out to them, like for, for them, for their ability to uh, c- convince their fans of, uh, of all these things. That they're old school and they don't do high spots and they hold yeah. on to the tags. Like, yeah, okay, bro. All right. Stop. These guys are hype. <laughs> Have you seen Cash Wheeler? That brother is an athlete. Like, <laughs> His tope is crazy when he hits the ropes. Like, yo, yeah, come on, yeah. dude. That yeah, brother right, is an athlete. Guys. I yeah. think that was kind of that's kind of the best thing about Collision, as you were saying, for uh, Jay and Juice. Because, you know, we heard a lot of the talk when Jay came in. People were saying, oh, he should have maybe waited to sign with WWE. They didn't like how it was going to kind of start it. And even beyond that, I think a lot of us, we are New Japan fans. We are wrestling fans. But some fans are just AEW fans. So when somebody appears on their screen, all they know is what's being presented to them. So for a while, it kind of felt like, who's this guy? Who's who's Jay White? Like, why should we care about him? That's how some AEW fans could feel. But I feel like him being presented every Saturday with Juice and being mixed up with Sam Punk and FTR has really shown the value 
and Jay White. Like he was good coming in. He was already the IW former IWGP world champion. He's done so much in New Japan. But I think now he really feels like the big star that they signed. And Collision has helped so much with that. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree that Juice and Jay have benefited the most from Collision by far. And Juice, yeah, can't can't like, leave Juice, Juice out of been, this. Juice has been incredible. Juice has wrestled every week. Mm-hmm. On Collision, this is Juice Robinson show. <laughs> every week, bro. Like mm-hmm. this dude's been cooking, man. Like, and I and I do think Collision has helped Ricky as well. I think Ricky has has, it has. getting him getting him in a in a clear direction and getting him off away from. Whatever was keeping him down on dynamite, it's worked yeah. for him. But right. um, yeah, I just think, uh, like I said, I, I'm 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 still wondering where we're going with this heel turn because I feel like if you're going to keep him heel, I, I kind of feel like you got to move him back to dynamite because what is he going to do there? Like who is he going to feud with? But we shall see. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I, I want to get into was- this uh, this super chat because it's kind of going to lead on to more of what a uh, question that I have. Uh, this is from Bar- uh, Bargav uh, Rajan. He says, uh, happy Saturday, guys. Blood and Guts was amazing. The bed of nails was wild. MJF and Cole are peak entertainment, except Dirty Don. This week was great. Uh, MJF and Cole, do you guys think after them winning this Eliminator tournament this week that they are going to beat FDR? Um. Well, it's interesting that we just talked about like how the tag team is tag team division is kind of coming back together. You got mm-hmm. guys coming back from injury. It seems like they're going to move forward with Big Bill and Brian uh, based off of the stuff from Rampage. Last Another night. good tag team, yeah. Um, I don't believe you, Max. I don't believe you. <laughs> I do not you believe, don't believe you, Max. you. You need more people. Straight I do not up. believe you, Max. I, mm-hmm. I think you're going to turn on on Adam, or I think Adam's going to realize you're going to turn. He's going to turn on you first. I don't know if it's going to happen next week. I don't know if it's going to happen later this year. But this tag team is not built to last. And Brian Alvarez is like, do not break this tag team up. He is like going hard. Well, <laughs> he, I, I, he, he's advocating for them to go to Wembley with, with no world title is, matches. Like, no, no, what? brother. No. Come on, like, man. I mean, well, we need world title matches, Brian I mean, Alvarez. Well, Relax. Here's the thing, though. It can work if you go to Wembley and you still have them as a tag team. But – what do you do with it? Because because I just wrote the article for Bleacher Report on pros and cons of keeping them together. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go to Wembley. Um, like for example, you can have them lose this match in two weeks, and you can have them try to get a rematch by Wembley, and either win there on a bigger stage, or have them lose there, and that's the build into All Out in the world title match at all out is Adam Cole versus MJF. Now, I, I personally don't sacrifice the AEW tag team championships for this shit is all I want. Well, personally, I don't think they're going to do that because it very much feels like we're still getting punk versus MJF at, at all out. So I don't think that's happening. Um, and there's so many reasons why I can see why you can keep this team together. I can see both sides of it, but personally, I do not think this team is going to last. I do mm. think that the, this entire thing was a vehicle to stretch this feud out so yeah. that we can get to the next pay-per-view. And aren't I, people supposed to feel like this? They're supposed to be like, this is great. We love this tag team. That's why the turn's going to hit so hard. That's what yeah. this and is. Also, like, for I, wrestling. I, I think um, it, MJF and Cole are to be commended uh, for, for yes. doing this because they're popping the quarter hours with it. They're selling mm-hmm. merch. People are they're getting insane reactions. And, like, if you look at both of these guys before they came into this feud, they were on death row almost as characters. It seemed like Adam Cole needed this bad. Yeah. He needed this bad. Like, so, you know, 
the the argument keeping them together i think is business based more than hey yeah. this is working based right. like as far as like reactions and you know how much people like it and they like both of these these guys and everything but as Reg mentioned sac- getting it like you know for the tag team th- that's the perfect place for them to go essentially either set one of one of them sets the other one up to lose mm-hmm. essentially and be like you know i, I never like you know really mess with you you know it's on uh, uh, like mm-hmm. or like you know and then ftr goes on and then they build to whatever they're doing and but right. this is ultimately like they didn't come together trying to win the world title the world champion like has the belt like it's it's about mm-hmm. the AEW title not the yes. tag team titles mm-hmm. no I mean, I do think that there's more you can do with them moving forward. I'm not opposed to them staying together longer, but the issue is you've got two pay-per-views. The calendar. Big pay-per-views. Yeah, big pay-per-views. You've got two huge pay-per-views within the next month. Um, It's kind of hard to justify doing that. And like you guys said, sacrificing having a world title on a match on one of these cards because Mm -hmm. you're possibly having them – uh, defend titles. I've seen people go like, how are you not going to have the AEW world title at all in and Wembley? That just would be weird. Yeah. I've, I've seen people say that, you know, Max might do double duty. No, he's not. This guy's not doing not. double duty. Absolutely no, not. not. <laughs> no, not happening. Not as a character or as a real wrestler. No, he's not doing that. that. That's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like this is also lending, lending to my belief that, you should just turn CM Punk and FDR is probably going to turn with him. They're going to turn too. Because they're going to get an unfavorable reaction when they beat Adam Cole. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, 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 and that, that, but again, that kind of could play into your, into your hand. If you're going to turn True. these guys heel down somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? Where does FDR go? If they do, if they beat them, who could be, who's on the, on the cusp of being challengers? Cause they can't continue on with juice and Jay. I don't, think i mean if 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 you're not wrapped that up yeah wrap it up if you're not stretching this mjf cole thing out to all in um royal quest was in london that's where they had the first aussie open match you can have all the open aussie open at that on that card you could you could Mm -hmm. do so many things going forward um i don't know but Mm. yeah i i think people are preparing themselves to be let down that's and the that, only thing i'm like oh, we're trying to help you guys not be so let down when this thing yeah happens. you guys are preparing yourself <laughs> to be let down when max shows you that he is who he has always been um but yeah yeah, yeah. That, that that whole thing is i don't know i i think people are talking themselves into it like how much they like yeah. it and good you know you're, you're yeah, you guys are fans should. you're supposed to like things and people are reacting to this but like let's not lose sight of the a the calendar and then to the world title like <laughs> so yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um, let's not lose sight seriously because no. sight is lost very often there's no. a lot of blind people walking around out here. very very often but yeah man again <laughs> great saturday of wrestling slam adversity mm-hmm. was much better than i thought it was going to be um mm-hmm. i thought that uh ultimate x match was very good like crazy shout much, out to the homie jet knight kushida for getting the win kushida got that big win uh again leo got that big win leo teased option c um this week as well Listen, if you're going to put a world title on Leo in this promotion, I wouldn't be mad at it. But, no, me you know, neither. Him um, beating Alex, Alex Shelley would be pretty dope, actually. But, yeah, Alex Shelley uh, retained as well. I thought that was a pretty good match. Um, uh, Nick Alex Al, this Van- is out. 
Alexander is back officially. Mm-hmm. He came out at the end of the show. Um, like we said, Trent, pa- Trent Pack is in effect. She's your new Knockouts champion. We have new Knockouts tag champions as well. I thought that was the right move as well. Yeah. All around, pretty good show. Yeah, this pay-per-view did exactly what it should. They told a lot of great stories leading into it. Some anniversary show, so it makes sense. And all the matches hit. That's one thing that Impact for the last couple of years, like when they have a big show, it's going to go off. And it's been like that for a while. And I think they've been telling great stories on TV. I mean, sometimes Bully Ray's on there, so it's not the best. But, I mean, <laughs> you could just fast-forward past that. Yeah, and, I mean, speaking of which, uh, in the Bully, Bully Ray match, uh, Eric Young is officially back in Impact. Um, mm-hmm. He is not dead. Uh, no. <laughs> he, he, he is no longer signed with WWE. But um, he does but, have morals. He's not dead or dead. He does have morals. <laughs> hey, man, it took a lot for him to come out and kind of say that stuff. Um, because, A, you know, he's got to deal with the people saying, you know, the, the, the army of uh, people upset with him for those comments, I imagine. Yep. Um, he's got to pretty much realized he's never going back there at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he showed a lot by saying that because quietly one year ago, Vince McMahon decided, <laughs> you know, to retire. You said quietly. Yeah. Yeah. One year ago. Crazy. And he's uh, back like nothing, you know. It, that boy was a lie. You a lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing happened. But yeah, uh, Eric Young is officially back. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say that this was my favorite match on the card, but I did think Eric got a good reaction. They they pandered, pandered, pandered to the Canadians. Um, <laughs> Canadians ate well over the weekend, by the way. Um, and, they did. So, um, again, I thought it was an interesting way to bring him back. Um, I'm glad that he is working and doing things that he wants to do. He's working where he wants to be. Um, he seems motivated going back to Impact. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, Impact's yeah. a good show. I'm, 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 I'm happy for them to, uh, to get their stuff off. Yeah, super busy Saturday last week. There's another one coming up, but yeah, G1. There was Eddie Kingston's first match in the G1, facing off against Shingo. Big deals over there. A lot of dope stuff happened. I, also, uh, I saw that uh, clips of the Will Ospreay and Kenta match that just happened. He's supposed to be taking Kenta back to 2003, Kenta, like they said. So some of those slaps sound happening. like some, some of those slaps sound like gunfire going off. So like, yeah, <laughs> gunplay. <laughs> Listen, this was uh, this was one of the best Kenta matches I've seen, not just in year in a few years, but with New Japan. Like this is one of his best Ooh. New Japan matches in my opinion. Like, okay. he was moving really, really well. Like, it, it seriously felt like this man jumped in a in a time machine. Because, mm. bro, I'm serious. He was moving really well. Um, he always strikes well, but, like, just yeah. how quick he was getting on him with some of them drop kicks. Like, nah, he was he was in there killing it, man. He hit that uh, dream killer on the outside. Nah, this was, this was fire. If you have not seen this match, but I don't know how much of this is a testament to Will Ospreay is that guy right Ospreay. now. Bro, and, <laughs> he like, is that guy. Will Ospreay, whoever he gets in the ring with, they're, they're about to like, – he, he's not selling for, for you for you coming out here mailing it in. Like, not, not mm-hmm. today, you know? <laughs> yeah. You about to work hard when you get out to this ring. <laughs> yeah, o- opened, opened this thing with that great match on the first night as well, which he lost. <laughs> Still yeah. cannot believe he lost uh, night one. But mm-hmm. end up having a great, great match. Um, tai Chi is low-key having a great tournament, losing these matches. But, man, that's another one. That match with Okada was fire. 
you have not seen this one. I, all around, I think night five has been the best night so far. Um, like the Suji match on that card with Sonata is really good. The 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 well, no, Hanari match was night four, right? With Shingo. Yeah, that was night four. I think so. Yeah, because he has a match tonight. Yeah, and, and shout out to Hanari as well. He debuted the new uh, tattoo, and he debuted mm-hmm. the new look and the new music. Already really liked the new theme song. Um, shout out to him, man. I think him um, moving over to this look and, and, you know, using his culture in a way that he is, it's really cool. Um, and he's been he's been no killing doubt. it. Like I said, the Shingo match was great. The Mikey Nichols match is also really good. I was really, really scared at the end of that match because he got dumped right on his head. And I was like, oh, my God, crazy. please be okay. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> please be okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, nah, this has been a good tournament so far, I think. Um, of course, if uh, the usual, you know, being able to stay up at night and keep up with these things on time. Uh, it is extremely hard. But, man, it has been a lot of good wrestling. I thought Eddie had a great debut against Shingo. Um, the crowd – Definitely loves Eddie over there, man. It's just mm-hmm. it's cool to see that as well. Um, then he took a loss to Evil, which nasty. Evil, Evil doing shenanigans and beating him is to be expected. But I was still sitting there like, nah, we didn't have to do so, this to him. Uh, Rich, one, who was your pick going in, and two for Phil? Is Naito still your pick to win coming out of this? Uh, my my pick was also Tessa Unito to win, mm-hmm. um, and I have not moved off this at all um gato loves slow start stories with whoever Mm -hmm. you know is going to be there at the end to see naito himself uh has trafficked in starting slow um many years so and in the early uh, days of the g1 are kind of built for upsets so Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm still with naito uh haven't really seen anything that has moved me off of that yet yeah i think uh i still think it's naito and when you mm-hmm. look at the stuff they've been doing with Suji and like like the last night with Suji and Sonata and how Sonata was getting his shit off after he beat Suji, I definitely feel like this is still leading to probably Sonata versus Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, just based off of the interview stuff that came out lately, and you can tell Naito's doing a little bit of work in. I feel definitely. like that's where we're going. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, Sonata has also quietly been having a good tournament. Um, mm-hmm. I know people are like, ah, the character's kind of boring, but nah, this dude's still, he's still wrestling. He can still go, man. Yeah. And I thought he had a really good match with Suji. They told a really good story of Suji getting a little bit too cocky and trying to beat him with his moves. And Sonata was like, at, 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 nah, who you think you're playing with? Get up out of here. <laughs> give, him the, give him the moonsault. My man Gene Blast is, 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 is ready to explode all over the world. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, out of the new guys, like you know, Gene Blast is, is my guy. So mm-hmm. um, definitely looking forward to see uh, him come over for, come over next year uh, for Forbidden Door. Uh, I, I think you know it would be wise to start integrating like the the newer class of guys into this yeah. franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they've done a good job throughout the tournament of telling the story with the Three Musketeers and like. I think they had a really good match with uh, Shota and Kaido on night five as well. Um, mm-hmm. Shota is still winless in the tournament so far. Um, and they've also gone, like, he's also gone time limit draws with all the other three musketeers so far. 
I, I really like what they're doing with those three guys, and I think the way they're building them so far is is, is working out, man. So, I don't know. Good tournament so far. I still think Naito's going to win this whole thing. Yeah. Telling some good stories out there, it sounds like, as the G1 always does. Was there anything else on Saturday that hit that maybe we forgot? There was a lot going on. Um, I mean, there was Battle of the Belts. I have now forgotten nah. everything that happened in nah. Battle of the Belts. Nah. It was just like nah. washed out of my out of my head. Like I don't remember anything that happened. But <laughs> that was also Jake, sad. Jake Roberts being pissed about the DDT. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take any kind of Jake Roberts content I can get. <laughs> um, what do you gentlemen? What is Battle of the Belts like? What? Why? Why? It never feels real. It never feels like it's worth right. anything. Why? I, I think they've got to, at this point, now that they have two hours on Saturday, I think they've got to officially just make it a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, eventually, right. eventually they've just got to use that name for a pay-per-view and just mm-hmm. just let it go. Because this just random hour of title matches is just not doing anything. <laughs> and, like, the title matches are never, like, connected to a story. They always, like, no. make brand new title matches, which I'm into, but it's always, like, the weirdest opponent. Like, you again, you're trying to get me to watch Sean Spears. Good luck, big brother. Shout out to Sean Spears. <laughs> nah, man. Look, man. Hey, man. Shout out to my man that uh, my man that makes his theme, man. Josiah cooked on that theme. Glad that he's using that again. So, oh, Josiah just dropped a new one too. So go out and pick yeah, up. Yeah, uh, pick his project up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People cooking. Uh, everybody busy out here, man. It's just it's just everybody working. Everybody working. You gotta work. I feel like it's like when I uh, originally became a rapper. It was like, you can't just be a rapper anymore. You can't just, like, you got to be a rapper and a producer and a videographer and a director. Like, it's the same for wrestling. Like, you can't, like, you can't just be a podcaster or just a writer. Like, you got to have 10 things because the next person has 10 things and you got to be better than them. Like, people want to see you. Like, do people want to listen to you? Do people want to tweet with you? Like, like you Mm kind of got to do it all, you know? Yeah. It's overwhelming, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, you guys, I'm just going to take a break today. But then my Twitter starts blowing up or I say something or I tweet something that I don't think is anything. And it ends up being something. All these people are yelling at me about something. It's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's basically everything Saturday. Very busy day of wrestling. Um, yep. Again, we somehow got five nights of G1 within seven days. And then uh, the Grand Prix is about to start. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy out here. But another thing that took Twitter by storm this week uh, was this article by the homie Eric Beeson at Bleacher Report. Um, Uh-oh. Got retweeted by Cody Rose. I saw a bunch of people retweeting it. I saw the debates out there. Um, do you guys think WWE is currently hotter than it was during the Attitude Era? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so you know, I, I did just think that absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. Look, it, it's not in their best interest. Look, look. If you're WWE and you're retweeting that and you're riling up the WWE mm-hmm. fans, it's in their best interest to say those things because True. they're selling the current WWE, the the mythos of of everything that's going on. 
But but you know, it's a different business than it was. I and I like yeah. Eric. I I followed Eric's work for a lot of years, been friends with him, you know, for, for quite a while. And um I think he actually struck, you know, if if you were gonna construct the argument, he he picked a lot of the things you, you would say. Mm-hmm. Um however, I think there's a better argument for maybe the feeling that he's trying to uh express around this. Mm-hmm. I think with WWE now, for the first time in a long time, people feel good about liking WWE and being vocal right. about it. It's not mm-hmm. like you're fighting against people that don't like WWE. It's not that they are even fighting against the company to like WWE anymore. Like They're largely aligned now. And this is the first time like you couldn't say during like the mid uh, middle of last decade that everybody was on the same page. No, because shows are getting hijacked left and right. Like they have found, they turned Roman Reigns heel as a lot of people said, and it opened up um, a lot of other people to be those baby faces. And while Roman, you know, got to kind of grow into what he would ultimately become. And then they made him God almighty. And then that, you know, they're, they're just putting him on last at, at any point now. So, but yeah, to Eric's point, like I think it is, you know, like like people are are proud to be associated with WWE, proud to to root for it in a way that I don't think was there. Like there there are, now, don't get it wrong, there are always those on Twitter that will hurl their body in front of <laughs> WWE at, at any time, right? But now it's it's a point where they don't even have to do that. They can just say, oh, right. look at the scoreboard. Also, look mm-hmm. at the crowds. Also, look at, you know, all these performers kind of climaxing together. Like, and you think about all these guys hey, that they have, yo. like, like running. <laughs> right. Pause. Hey, yo. <laughs> That's crazy. When I, when I say that, though, like, we're, I'm, I'm talking about all these guys that debuted in the early last decade that are, you know, approaching their mid-30s and then really peaking as who they are, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, even though we might have thought Sami Zayn might have been a little past it, but he found another mm-hmm. way to connect. Roman Reigns yeah. is getting that. Cody got to come back in in his, like, uh, you know, thirty age 36, 37 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins fi- has, has stuck around long enough to where it's like, yeah, he's an institution now. So, like, all these people together, like, are put like they're catching like a, a wave right now, but as far as the attitude era, hell no. Like, is it like are we crazy? Bro, like, we used to like, watch the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right, are you crazy? Right. They don't have those. I, I don't care what you're trying to say with Roman Reigns. Like, what what do they have that they don't have? Then they do have a lot of greater business to business relationships that have expanded yep. this. Like Nick Khan has found a way to like do this stuff. It, it, but that's not like when we say hot. I'm like, all right, are we talking business wise? Are we talking um, the performers? Are we talking about guys like, um, you know, like we had all those guys in the Attitude Era that all kind of grew at the same time. And I think there are similarities to, you know, the guys I mentioned. But that shit was a cultural phenomenon then. And the world is just set up differently now. Like there's there are less channels. um, Everything entertainment is more fragmented and. It's just it's different. Like and I, you're like your the point WWE Dave was fan. making. Dave was like, uh, the they're beating all the top cable shows on TV now, and it's like the business is so different. The top shows are now on Netflix. The top shows are now on HBO Max. On like it's different right, now. It's like right. the whole everything is just so different. So it's hard to put that number as to being hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here, let me get this Dave quote up. Mm-hmm. So I can get in front of me. Uh, 
because I thought the Dave quote he had in his article was interesting. Because, uh, so Dave says, uh, attendance is way, way up. It's been on cable. Uh, it's been big on cable, even in attitude era, but it, it was only big on cable. Like, like if you really think about it too, like even before I finished that sentence, like I thought, uh, I thought Dave, David from, uh, the ringer made a very good point. Yeah. It's high up on cable and like, yeah, it's beating some of these shows on cable, but it's not like at its, at its peak when you had somebody like the NFL of mm. all people came saying, Hey, come over here and do this for us to help us pop a rating. Yeah. That's not going to happen today. NFL is mm -hmm. not going to reach out to them because they don't have the cultural foothold that they did then. It's just not the exactly. same. Like, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so, you know, he gets into it and he's saying, that, you know, it, it, it wasn't beating out top network shows. It wasn't even close. But now, I mean, it's crazy. People want to want to say that somehow this isn't hot. It is hot. It's the hottest wrestling has been since 2001. Uh, There's 22 years. Um, people may look back and go, oh, they were doing 3 million viewers not, not many years ago, although TV changed. Um, they certainly weren't doing the crowds regular basis like they are now. The crowds of quarters, for example, uh, would be some of the highest in many years. So many of the other things, when you look at them, merchandise is, is, has never been higher, not in Attitude Era, not in Hogan's Era, era uh, never as high as it is now. And all those things are true. Um, and I do think they're they're doing great business. I think that they are hotter than they've been since the Attitude Era. But you can't just you can't Big just facts. put you can't just put anything on the same playing field as the Attitude Era because there were so many things like going on during that period that it's just not happening anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I I do think there's something to be said about like it's more recognizable during in, in pop culture now because you do have stuff like bad bunny coming in and not just right. coming in for a cup of coffee he he wants to be there he wants to be a part of the show the fact that somebody like logan paul wants to be there and be part of the product i do think that that is something to be said um about how much the culture has shifted but again like at that time period it was just so different man different. you had to be there man and I, like I said, a lot I, of the stuff is a culmination of like a lot of work that's like was put in by John Cena as well, who's no yes. longer an everyday person. Like the person that got them back in the stadiums essentially was like, you know, that was happening in the mid 2000s. And then think yeah. about we got 15 years plus of that now. So at this point, yeah, maybe it, it has like, you know, it, it is hotter than like any of these like 2000s times and, yeah. uh, you know, early, you know, 2010s and stuff uh, like that. Like, you know, are you going to throw out, like, the days of Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus at me? Like, nah, not really. <laughs> no. Like, and, and shout out to those guys. But, like, you know, like, they, I think one thing that has transformed them is Nick Khan and their move to putting more shows in more stadiums. So everything yeah. looks a lot bigger. But they've been they've been figuring out how to crack the code on making money for years. Like, and mm, yeah. uh, I, I think the real argument is like making the WWE fans feel good about liking WWE and not guilty about it. Because like you know, a lot of the things that happened like when AEW came along, like you know, folks that like AEW were really proud to watch AEW. Felt like it was a revolution. Yeah. Like you were part mm -hmm. part of something. And I feel like I think that uh, your, your WWE fans now have really like tapped into it. Like, nah. Like this, who you this one I'm with? 
Like, and, yeah. and like, and, you know, it's like, you know, it, it sounds, it sounds dumb to look at it like that, but like, look at it. Like, look at these yeah. people, like, like their heel units don't even get booed. Like, <laughs> they don't. Like, like, they don't. Like, your, like your judgment days or the bloodline, like they completely yeah. cast them as like, it's post wrestling. Look, yeah. and I don't mean the, the podcast network. It's post wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like we're somewhere else. Like as far as, um, you know, everyone wanting to like everything like so like they've cracked the code in in that sense with their fan base for sure that's why you're gonna Mm -hmm. see oh it's hotter than the attitude era but like when you boil it down like nah man like Mm -mm. like you're still running off the fumes of the attitude era right now yes you are Mm -hmm. you're still running off the fumes of nostalgia by yes (laughs) but the Mm -hmm. other thing i think um is kind of missing is that yeah, you do have shows like them doing these big stadium pay-per-views and the crowds are great, like the London show, like Backlash in Puerto Rico. But a lot of these cities they've been in, them crowds aren't loud like that. They're not. Uh, yeah. and, and that's the big difference. between Even like, being sold out, they're still not making yeah, the noise they, that they should. They are They are doing big numbers for like the big pay-per-views and, and a lot of these like shows, like the Madison Square Garden show that just passed up at SmackDown. They are doing big numbers, but... When you look at, like I said, the reactions from these crowds, man, when you used to cut on Raw during the Attitude Era, you hear that crowd the entire show, man. It ain't like that no more, man. And if they were in a building that had 19,000 people, you see 19,000 signs. <laughs> yes, it, it's just not the same, man. And also, they had the house show business back then, which they don't, like, ha- it's not the same now. It's like, not they, the same. They, they, they've just they've cut it down a little bit, and then it doesn't draw the way, like, when Austin and Rock and Triple H, like, they were doing yeah. 10,000 people on mm-hmm. house shows every night of the week. It's just yeah. not like that right like now. Like, I went to a show, a house show, I remember, in 98 in Bakersfield, and, like, we hadn't got a show for so long. It was just a house show, no cameras or nothing, but Austin, The Rock, and The Undertaker were there, and it was, like, a fucking movie. It was a party. Everybody was so excited. And that's how it is. My aunt did not care about wrestling in 1998, but she had a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt just because Stone Cold Steve Austin was the culture. You couldn't turn on Good Morning America. You couldn't turn on Jerry Springer. You couldn't turn on CNN. You couldn't go get a magazine at the store. You couldn't do anything without seeing this man's face. And it's not like that. Roman is very out here. And I think uh, along the lines of what Rich is saying, the reason that it feels good for WWE fans is now they have somebody like Roman Reigns. They can say, well, look what Roman's doing. He's killing it. He's having a great run. He's doing all this. We have a guy now. So it feels better for them to be like, we're WWE fans. We're the universe and we have this. So it does probably feel hotter and it feels different. This is the thing that I will say, though. I don't think most of these WWE fans have never not been proud to be WWE fans. Yeah, um, there is I, that. I, 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 <laughs> but but I, I, I do think that the numbers back them up now. I do think yeah. that they have more stuff that they can now, you know, wave the flag even harder for it because it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, look at look at three million, three million uh, viewers, man. Look at this. Look at that. Look at look at uh, Puerto Rico. Look at this. Look at that. And that's fine. But I just think, like I said. It's 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 just different, and I mean we've talked we've talked about this before. Like I do think we're in the middle of a, a new boom period, but yes, I just don't think it's the same, and I, I I don't think it's the same because you know economics have changed, but it's the way that we consume entertainment has changed, um, just the way people spend their money. I mean, we just talked about what people would are spending their money to go go to shows and and what they're willing to pay. It's just changed, man, and so I do think it's great that they've managed to you know do a turnaround and they are hot right now they're hotter than they've been in the last 20 years but 
I don't think that means the attitude. Just say right. that. Now, now, is now where if you want to say land. it's better, you want to say the wrestling's better, and I like the matches more. By all means, I'm not going to oh, stop you. Like, like, I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. you and, and tell you, yeah, man, Road Dog and Godfather was ripping it up out here. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Am, am, yeah. Am, am, I, am I really trying to uh, go to war for Val Venus? I am not. Like, yeah, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. Bro, we was, watching, we was watching Midian on Monday nights, bro. Right, Come on, right. man. You know? Like, 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 just the the wrestling quality has never been better. I'll I'll give you that, but like yeah. that's gonna keep getting better. Like yeah. that that doesn't that's, that's almost game. like a non that's almost like a non statement. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. the, the athletes are probably better now and 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 have better nutrition and have better workouts and are not like ravaged by steroids and drugs anymore. So like they're not dying <laughs> at forty years old. Right. Um. You know, aside from like you know uh, natural causes or something like that, but like they. You know now, like I like like I said, it's a, it's a rush to everything is the, is the greatest it's ever been, the biggest yep. it's ever been. Recency and like, bias is crazy. Yeah, and, and it's like okay, like but like y'all were telling us how hot this was during Jinder Mahal. So like, what do we say? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, was touting them tout numbers when Jinder yeah, was touting numbers. Yeah, tout numbers. But yeah, no, I, I think they're in a really good position. Like all jokes aside, I think WWE yes. is doing very well in terms. They're doing of, big business, man. Yeah, not just the business side of it. I think the the Roman stuff is doing really well for them, storytelling wise. I think that the people that enjoy this stuff, they're getting what they want out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, man, Gunther is like one of the best wrestling villains currently running right now. He's killing Facts. it. I Facts. think that they've got a lot of good things going with their product, man. Um, so I mean, it is a good time to be a WWE fan, but it, but I think in general it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, man, because yes. we just got so many things going for us. We got so much variety. Um, Look what we just talked about at that Saturday show, and like that—that's not rare. Like that's normal. Yeah. Of we see four, five, six great wrestling shows in a weekend. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like it's all across the board. I just want them to say that wrestling WWE is hot. They're killing it. They have great angles. But why you got to say it's better? Just say this is good. We're killing it. We're having a great time. Why got to be better than someone? I got to be better than what happened previously. Well. That's another story for another day. Nas can't put out an album without someone being like, it's not better than Illmatic. And Hove can't put out an album with somebody being like, well, what about Reasonable Doubt? So, I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that that is the 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 peak of pro wrestling mm-hmm. for a lot of people is Attitude Era, business wise, like nostalgia wise, everything. That's the peak for it. So that's what everybody's going to compare it to, man. Yeah, yeah. The like, Rock. Yeah, I I think we have we have a lot of great things going today, and I would encourage people if they feel this strongly about it to appreciate while everything while it's going on because of Facts. one day the bloodline storyline will end, mm-hmm. one day. Sami Zayn be like, yo, my shoulders can't take it anymore. One day, um, you know, Cody will decide to run for Congress or something. And he's going right. like, to, and then you got to replace those people. Mm-hmm. So, like, enjoy what's going on right now, you know, because, you know, it, it was dry for, for quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2010, boy, brother, 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 brother. Y'all don't understand. When Look, wrestling fans are like, I started watching in 2013 and 24, I'm like, did you? And Ooh. you liked it? <laughs> you stuck around watching it in 2013 that's crazy <laughs> yeah 
we got a whole bunch of super chats, so we should probably get into some of those. Uh, Shy Town Spurs says, um, I don't know why this thing's going so slow with the transitions over here. Um, so Swerve has to, Shy Town Spurs says, so Swerve has to win Wednesday, right? I think he's going to lose. Oh, mm, I think wow. he has to win. Um, <coughs> like Darby's been uh been been getting him left and right. Got a some measure of revenge with with Nick Wayne. It feels like you know them booking this this rematch. Uh, you would think that this is a this opportunity for Swerve to get on the board here, but who knows? But but see, that's why I think he's losing. Um, if you if you if you follow the story they've been telling, is that Darby has been ahead every step of the way mm-hmm. with Swerve since Swerve joined there. When he got there, Swerve Swerve was just a new guy coming in. Darby's already considered a pillar. Darby has already been TNT champion. Mm-hmm. He's already had these big moments. That's why the 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 Royal Rampage this week made so much sense to me because it's like no, he just he just squeaked by Swerve again, and I feel like he's going to keep doing that. I think he's going to win on Wednesday. And but didn't he it, beat Swerve in their last match though? He did. He did. But I kind of two he, matches. Yes. But see, I think he's gonna he's gonna win again, and I think this is gonna lead to Swerve going like, "No, you owe me another match. I'm not gonna let this go. You owe me a match." <laughs> at, at this rate, like if Darby beats him again, I think I'm gonna have to pull up like and, and offer my assistance. <laughs> you know, and I you like Darby, call but Teasy like, and Rich know, to come help Swerve. Hey man, like maybe the, the, the you know the Mogul affiliates ain't quite on point. I'm gonna have to put a, put a hoodie on and you know get Wait. to work. But 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 see the other thing is like you just made him the number one contender for the TNT title. Yeah, is he going to yeah. come out of that as the number yeah, one contender yeah. and lose? Yeah. I don't think he is. Yeah, yeah he shouldn't. He shouldn't. What uh, do you think? Because uh, he got the uh, Darby earned the title match at. Was it all in? All out. All out. All out. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be the TNT champion by then? Could Swerve Wait, potentially be the look, TNT champion? Christian by Cage. Then? That's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, Lucha, Luchasaurus. <laughs> I, I would like it if, like, you know, if somehow Swerve got his hands on a TNT belt and, like, maybe like a multi-man match. You know, they're they have reservations about putting heels against each other, but yeah. Um, if it was like, yeah, man, you you be that number one contender all you want, but you know, I'll bring the belt in. How about that? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've just paid attention how they're still keeping him close to Darby and Orange Cassidy. Um. So it does seem like they still have something they want to do with him. I still think I've been saying for the longest. I still think that Swerve will be the guy to beat Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah, but I don't think that this Darby thing is over, and I don't think it's going to be as simple as Darby is just going to lose to Swerve next week. I, like I said, I think I think Darby's going to win. And I Nick Wayne is there. Up. He's he's going to play. Nick Wayne's going to play a role in this too, for of sure. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, I enjoyed the Royal Rampage. I, the the Royal Rampage sometimes has this thing where it's like, why are all these people in this match? Uh, <laughs> most of these match people in this match, I know they're not winning. So why are yes. they here? Mm-hmm. And but um, I like the way that it was constructed. I think once it got down to like the the final five or four, I think it got really good. I thought all of the stuff they did with the embassy stuff and kind of really highlighting the fact that they're probably going to move on with Brian and Big Bill. The fact that Swerve was the one that that eliminated big bill mm-hmm. and Brian clearly had a problem with that. Um, I thought they did some really good stuff in the Royal rampage. The, the battle rose in AEW are always very meticulously booked. 
lot of side stories in there that they can always like you know just pull on a little bit of thread if they want to mm-hmm. run with something. So good to see that that has continued into this one. Right. Uh, Shy Town Spurs also says uh, seeing Nas, Wu Tang, and Busta in Tinley Park for twenty bucks last year still boggles my mind and was absolutely packed, as y'all have been saying. Out in Tinley, mm. out in the burbs. Hey. Um. Yeah, these things are just being slow today. Uh, Jake Salazar says Black Excellence two weekends in a row. You love to see it. Yeah, we're getting we're getting our Absolutely. stuff off, man. I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. Um, Bargav says uh, just finished reading Phil's article about MJF and Cole. Amazing points brought up. What do you guys think should happen? Will they end it next week? We got a little bit into it. I mean, well, they can't end it next week because, um, well, sorry. End of the week. Mixing <laughs> up my days. But, yeah, because the title match is next week. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I like I said, I can see the argument for both sides. I don't know, but I do think that people that think this is going to get extended out long term are going to be disappointed because it's, yeah. it's not built to be a long term thing. It's not. Yeah, like um, the calendar, like uh, is seems like it's the biggest like thing it's like their matches next week and the then the big show is, is <laughs> big the next show. month so it, there's not really that kind of time Eighty thousand people have bought tickets for a show that's coming up very soon you guys kind of want a world title match on there so yeah I, I don't know why when you said that i could just picture somebody in the room with tony in these meetings like they're putting stuff together and like mjf and cole running and like hey man we we want to keep this thing going and somebody's just like with their glasses but but the calendar like, what do you mean? Like, wait, you, you, we, we got pay-per-view in a month. Like, we got date circles over here, wear. man. You can't mess up with our plans. Continue Come this where. But seriously, though, like, what, what, say they do continue this, what, ha- are they, are they going to be the tag team champions for the next three months and Max never, like, what? That doesn't even, no. that doesn't no. sound right. Look, if they, look, and if they win it, Look, I, I'm not gonna be like, all right, that's dumb. They're like, because yeah. it's obviously working. Yes. Um. It, it. You know, maybe it's a situation they win them, and then you know, FCR gets a rematch or something like that, and then the problems happen. Then the screwing happens because it's like then they drop the bells back off. FCR goes their own way, but we've got also the the heat for the program, which has already been building throughout all these interactions yeah. and also Roddy walking around the next neck brace or something. Stop putting a microphone in that brother's face. Please. Like, please. I love Roderick Strong. He's an exceptional pro wrestler. One of the best. Don't let the brother talk, man. He just can't. It's been a long time. If he was going to be a promo guy, he would have been one by now. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to eventually find his way into this whole story. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake gave us his, uh, uh, who he thinks should be on Team Goldberg and Team um, Spapajik. <laughs> team nasty. Brett. Team Goldberg is going to be Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, and Brian Cage, and Keith Lee. Team Bret Hart is FTR, CM Punk, and Christian. Um, <laughs> hmm. One one of these things is not like the other, uh, <laughs> and uh, on, on, that, on that last team, one of those one of those guys. I don't know if they, he wants to be there. <laughs> yes, exactly. So funny. Anime Otaku number two says, in this pack versus gravity match, 
there has to be a point where Pac is doing a beat down on gravity and yells, remember me, you prick, right? Yeah, he definitely has to do something. Some kind of do you remember me or don't forget me or some kind of thing in this Pac and gravity match that's happening on Dynamite. TK is an absolute fool for booking that. He know what he did, and it's strictly for the memes and the vibes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I had never seen gravity until this weekend. I was – I was impressed. I, I was. I'm very much excited for that match on Wednesday, um, and man, cannot be a better time to have Pack back on our television. Facts. All time great wrestling villain. We're gonna get into uh, that very soon. Uh, King of the North, our homie says, never count out who Rich Chris Jericho. <laughs> never Y'all count out Chris Jericho. Rich, ever. You be nasty on the timeline sometime <laughs> with this Jericho shit, brother. We have some things to talk about. I'm like, why do Rich keep saying this? Bro, he's, he's a man, bro. Like, and um, it's uh, I, I love it. Like when when Jericho's having a good match, I start getting the tweets. They be like, you, Rich, you got it ready. You, you got it ready. You gonna send it out, Rich? Like, it, it's amazing every time I get a couple of those. So. I only give the people what they want. Why? Too great, man. 30 years, 30 years, 30 plus years of excellence. Every style, every country. Come on, man. You like that shit from the dynamite this week with him being out to lunch with Don and them doing this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. The thing that that I kind of like that's going on with Don and Jericho, aside from it being Don and Jericho who are, awesome performance in their own right like they tied it back to bad news allen which is mm-hmm. always like really cool uh if you guys have ever Big heard fan. the um the don Callis and lance storm podcast on killing the town like it was like a tribute to bad news allen who's like their mentor and it told so many like great stories about him um and i was just always kind of a fan of, of bad news as well so yep Pulling the strap out on Andre the Giant means what? <laughs> Who are you talking to? We can get off this bus right now. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm okay. Jake Salazar says, just do Goldberg versus Dax. I don't know why he's so Stop. on Stop. this Goldberg Stop. thing. Stop, Jake. What are you doing? Uh, Anwar Starwin says, much love to everybody. The G1 undercard matches are making Sonata look funny in the light. He really ain't that dude, Anwar says. I, I don't, I don't know if I would say they're making him look like he ain't that dude. I just think New Japan is back, man, and they got the talent to showcase, man. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's other guys people want to see as champion, but I don't think that that means Sonata didn't deserve his day in the sun. Right. Well, I think he was always going to get his shot, and I think the drawbacks with Sonata is he's not the most exciting individual in the world. No. And then when you've got Will Osprey there. You've got Kazushi Okada has been champion for years and years. And then you even got the new guys like, you know, Yoda Suji coming in and just being this ball of charisma. He's always struggled with charisma, and he's never going to turn that around. But he's not a bum in the ring either. And I think by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes, we'll actually be able to kind of really judge the run for everything you know it's supposed to be but mm-hmm. tessa unito is like giving you the game if you don't like uh sonata tessa unito is telling you why you probably don't or like you know nah. giving you the ammunition nah him, him this week saying nah he's good he ain't no superstar bro yo again what he's doing here is brilliant and that's why i think he's gonna win a g1 i do think he's gonna be his opponent coming up because I think Naito understands, and 
Because this is what was said about Naito at one point, that he yeah. was not a superstar, that he was not mm-hmm. that guy. No, this is all leading to him having a match with him, having a program, and, you know, ethering this man, and then him putting him over. Now, Sonata coming back and saying, y'all ain't getting no hoes, though, is what I like about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that. That would be the great Ocon that would say that. Like... <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Him coming back and saying, "Nah, none of these three musketeers are sexy, though." Yeah, it's for yeah, like uh, that was the funny. game is over here. That's that what's was funny. <laughs> uh, J Love Podcast asked a question that would be crazy in 1994 in pro wrestling. J Love Podcast says, "Why doesn't TK push the bigger guys?" This is a big business. I heard. I heard it was all about muscles. Why doesn't TK like the muscle guys? Um, I don't know. I mean, well. Just based off of the style of wrestling that AEW has started off of, it's not really big guy friendly. Right. Um, I think you, that's what Jay Love's question is. Jay Love podcast question is, is like, why not? Well, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, just the beginnings of the company and like where a lot of those guys came from, where the elite started, like those are all like smaller guys that have gotten over other places like mm-hmm. when you look at all of the guys that are considered heroes among like this fan base like brian and all these yeah. they're all smaller guys and so mm-hmm. i just think that this is a company that has built its fan base off of like indie wrestling against smaller guys wrestling and i think that that's not something that plays to the big big guys in wrestling and i think he has some big guys that can he can push like he does have hobbs big mm-hmm. bill has has come around and he has been fantastic um i think brian cage is great but he hasn't had that one that is undeniable yet either yeah i i think each of the uh each of the big guys like all have something that they're kind of missing that will connect with the audience and also never forget like what aw was originally intended to be an alternative like they have a company like where they you know push the big guys for historically for years and years and years i think in in you know aw's case is like yeah have a couple big guys around because um like you know your big bills are are coming along and you know eventually one of them i think will break through but like you know Claudio's around. He's not actually the smallest guy. He's right. just not, you know, large. He's a very tall mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I don't think, I, you know, it, it's hard to, you know, there are people that just the size element will just will never, it will never connect for them of right. why, you know, fans want to watch smaller guys. But mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, MMA, like, you know, who are, who have the biggest fighters been? boxing who the biggest fighter has been largely mm-hmm. these are all the same businesses largely yeah so like yeah. once it was like oh okay the 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 doors were open where you can draw with smaller guys and that those guys can connect it's like i don't think anyone should be excluded but there are always going to be preferences i i think mm-hmm. there's room for for big guys to to, to prosper because there's not so many of them here just like in wwe where it's like all right should there be like guys like that are smaller that that can do their thing? Yes, like but like largely it's historically like a big man's thing, and you know, I I think if when the right big man in AEW comes along, we will know. Yeah, I agree. Not Wardlow. Sorry, you throwing straight. You should. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> Big Salazar also says, imagine choosing to watch SmackDown over ROH last night. Nasty work. Man, there was a gentleman that sent a tweet out implying the opposite, and man, they, they, oh, let, him, yeah. they let that brother have it. They chewed that homeboy up. 
I didn't see that, man. Yeah, y'all was tuning in for a uh, tribal combat. <laughs> no, no. Anime Otaku says, could slash should they do an all women's rampage on a monthly or bi monthly basis, and maybe a rare dynamite? That's not a bad idea. I think that they can do like specials like that, like on a monthly basis or yeah. something like that. I think that could be cool. But people that are like, it should just be an all women show all year round. I don't know how well it's going to work, man. I think a lot of people are almost with the women's wrestling stuff. They are looking for something in America that doesn't quite exist. Um, yes. I think in America, and I saw Reg like having a lot of, a lot of discussion with people this week about it. And, you know, people preferencing and, and wanting, you know, the, the thing that they're talking about, but like not how the company is giving it to you. Like, I think, we we need to look at Japan, like because they, yep. I feel like they've been the leaders in all this. Like we need all women's promotions. That they've been the leaders largely... in women wrestling for forty, fifty yeah. years now. You know, right? Like we do not have like an American dojo where like women are deciding, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to live here from the time we're like, you know, sixteen, even like on yeah. and, and wrestle for like you know fifteen years or whatever. It's like yeah, you 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 might go to a WWE or performance center. You might you know work at you know Booker T school or any various training schools, and then you're out on the indies kind of on your own, and you're wrestling mm-hmm. against guys and stuff like that. But like the 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 I don't think the teaching is there. Like as far as like uh, you know there is Mission Pro with Thunder Rose. That's why I thought it was so admirable. Like she was doing something like that. I'm like yo, this is a women's promotion. They have a dojo and they're mm-hmm. running their own shows. That's the answer here. Like mm-hmm. in America, we need a company that is going to be open by it. All right, let's say I'll use this guy because I don't think he's ever actually opening a company as much as he talks about it. Let's <laughs> say Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. calls calls me like, Rich, how do we do all women's wrestling promotion? I'm like, all right, what we're going to need to do is hire a really good trainer. Like, mm-hmm. like this is a common thing. Like, you know, you have Fuka in, in stardom, like who pumped out all that talent over the past like years. You had Kagetsu, you had Hazuki, um, all these people that, you know, came through that were head trainers. And then mm-hmm. you have to be prepared to not make a dime for a long time. Right. It's a lot of investment literally building up from the start. And then mm-hmm. you have to count on these people that you're developing not to sign with WWE, not mm-hmm. to sign with AEW, not mm-hmm. to sign with Impact, not to mm-hmm. sign anywhere, and then convince somebody from those to come to this fledging company, whatever, that has a dojo, that has the ability to get buildings, and then in this country, they have to get television ultimately. Right. Like, yeah. it's just how it works. Um, but the dojo model is the, is the answer. The thing mm-hmm. is, I don't think as Americans we're, we're necessarily built to, um, to do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, w- I don't, I don't see how, uh, you know, many young ladies deciding like, yo, I'm going to do this and go to school and go to college. There are people that, you know, they want to go to school or college or er- anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's on the companies to make it better, but like if none of the if the companies are just going to move as it is, the answer is a promotion starting that starts with a dojo system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean you you've had examples where you did have uh, somebody that trained a lot of women in a promotion, and those women went out and they got better. Like you had things like Shimmer, you did have things like Rise. Yeah, um, but like I said, I think what a lot of people want in American wrestling and they don't understand the history and the context of how long it's taken to get to this point where it's gotten this good Mm -hmm. is man. People need the patience, man. And that's why we were talking about earlier. 
you're going to have to take this beating on the money side and the rating side that some people are just not willing to take. And somebody brought up a good point on my Twitter when people are talking about wanting, because somebody was like, I really want an all women's wrestling show. And that's not, you're not being so truthful in that because you want an all women's wrestling show, but you want already established women. If there was an already, if there was a wrestling, an all women's wrestling show and it was all people from mission pro, it was people from Joshi. It was these different independent and Japanese and Mexican and all these different wrestling. Nobody would want it. They want, Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Jamie Hayes, they want all the biggest women from the big companies to form their own company and we're moved forward like that. And that's just never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like their best hope is like, you know, there's a, there's a Joshi company setting up right now um, that is bringing in um, Tomoka Anaba, I believe, as well Mm -hmm. as Arisa Nakajima. Uh, and they're going to be starting it, and you know, people that were involved in Bushi Road uh, are going to be involved with it. If they like pop up this American Joshi promotion dojo, and that thing actually like starts kind of taking off, I think that's where we'll start seeing like the next great talents come from in this country, yeah. at least. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Jake Salazar says, uh, "Would rather see a women's promo or match over Luke Perry's sorry son taking up time from people who are good and entertaining. He belongs on Rampage." Jake, not a big fan of young Jack Perry. Uh, I thought Jack was good. I, I think I think Jack is good, but but one thing you know, personal preferences are personal preferences. I'm not going to tell you to like uh, Jack no. Perry, right? However. As far as like when you say he sh- he should be where like you have to look at the fact like how long this guy has been getting pushed mm-hmm. like and also like the trajectory yeah. of his career he's not going anywhere so nah, like nah like when they said we're gonna create AEW his name was right there like you know what I mean yeah. like when they started the company when they were at he, all those media things like Jack he, Perry was there he's not going anywhere you're only going to see more of him moving forward honestly yeah, he was yeah he was he was in all the press appearances the first mm-hmm. week when the company started he ain't going nowhere uh, but I thought he I thought he the thing that people seem to miss with Jack because uh, they're always like man those promos suck I think he has work to do as a pro, as a talker absolutely but I where I think he excels is working to a crowd and I think he's yes. done really well at that both as a face and a heel man like I didn't understand it until I was sitting in the crowd when he when he had the Doki match, and I was like, "Nah, he gets it. He knows how to work his heel in the match. He's gonna smoke this when he turns heel. I know it." And mm-hmm. the only thing he's missing is, like I said, the the ability to cut promos and like a uh, defined character and like like the the charisma to keep it like consistent. Mm-hmm. But the Beethoven and the leather pants yeah. didn't hit for he's you this week. Be, was that enough, bro? He's gonna be real, bro. Like like he's gonna be like when we're talking about like when 2030 is coming in, like we're going to be talking about like a, a very top of the business level guy here. Yeah. And, and we, we already know the wrestling's there. Like this guy doesn't yeah. miss like when it yeah, comes no, to, to the matches. So like, like he's for real. Like, and, he, and look, he's a young dude too. He's not going that. anywhere. He's not yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> no. nah, he'll be fine. He just, there, there's stuff that you can teach with him that, you know, he just hasn't picked up yet, but He's still really new, man. Like it's, it's not like he's been around for a long time, man. When you think about how long it took some guys to get some of the stuff that he hasn't picked up yet, 
Exactly. And he and we're, and, and it's kind of like the NXT model was like we're seeing it all before our eyes. Like the thing that he's learning and the things that people think he should already have, like he it's still brand new to him because he's this kind of new wrestler and uh he's developing though and i think just like rich said in 10 years we're gonna be like oh my god i can't believe we have this massive star yeah. on our hands yeah uh shot spurs says phil nailed it with the stories um remember anna j julia hart feud in april flash forward now and anna has no reactions to the mist and julia has had one squash what happened yeah. Um, yeah, I think another thing with them is just consistency as well. Mm-hmm. I think AEW's got to be consistent with their women. Um, and I just think we've seen a lot of inconsistency with them. Right. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Simmons says, just showing support for my favorite show. Keep up the dope work. Appreciate you as always, Reg. Uh, Brent Lockman says, so did they really have to have Liger there? Couldn't they just send his suit? out and save him a 20-hour flight. Bro, I mean, it could have been somebody else. Yeah, we don't even know that. They could have did. Bro, like, I saw I saw it. I was like, bro, not, and James brought this up on One Nation Radio. He's like, they not only brought Liger there, he had to bring the hair with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had to bring the, he had to wear, he had to literally put that shit on. Like, <laughs> And that's too hot. Like he had to, he had to lug that thing to Canada. Like man, I don't know, man. So funny. The uh, Ron Four says, uh, "What are your thoughts on Tony's comments saying a women's match could main event an AEW pay per view?" He added a disclaimer, but it's too long to add here. I did see that comment. I think his disclaimer was something like, "If it's um, if it's the biggest match going right now, like it'll main event the pay per view." And I think that he, but that's like on him. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll give him this, and I I know that this is going to go because I've seen people tearing this quote to stretch. But I will give Tony this: Um, when the women's match does have the biggest story or the biggest star going right now, he usually does give them that spot. Because when you think about like the Brit matches that main evented, when when Brit and Thunder Rosa main evented shows, it's because. They did have a big story there. They did have a hot rivalry, but that's, again, one of those chicken or the egg things. you got to do the work to create these big stories and to create these stars that can get to those moments before you can have somebody that is um, good enough to main event a pay-per-view. And, I mean, I think people also miss, like, main eventing TV is different than main eventing a uh, pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to... you got That means you're telling me you're selling pay-per-view buys based off people tuning in to see this match, mm-hmm. not just see this match on the card to see specifically see this, this match. match. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think that's what he means by that. And again, that's a chicken or an egg thing. You got to get the women to a position where people are that invested in anything they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's saying anything that a promoter wouldn't say like, Oh right. yeah, yeah. If it's the hottest match. Yeah. I'll put it on last yeah. because <laughs> like, like, it's not really <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I don't have an aversion to, you know, I don't care about men. I don't care about women. I care about this dollar. Like, yeah. right. So. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'll put on whoever's last is whoever's hot. They make me the most money. You go on last. If you're making me the most money. Right. The uh, <laughs> Ron Forrest says no question this time. Just wanted to show love for the podcast and great job. You guys are doing in the space. Keep up the good work. Appreciate your support, Leron. Always very dope. 
Um, Caden, our homeboy, says, left the theater after Oppenheimer and legit yelled, screw the bloodline. That was cinema, not this Roman BS. That was for you, Reg. Thanks, Caden. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, my for you tab this morning has been all Barbie slash Oppenheimer, and I want them to stop it. What's going on here? Why am I stuck in this vortex of this movie that I'm not going to see either one of? You're not, you're not about to take your picture in pink at the theater? Nah, I'm cool. I'm you're, not, you're not doing that? You're not about to uh, put your break? You're not about to put your locks up in like a scrunchie? And, like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Only time I'm putting on pink is if I'm putting on the pink mink for Cam. Uh, you're not about to do that? No, I'm not. <laughs> Jake Salazar said, Hill Punk is generational. We need that back. We do uh, need a Hill Punk rap, Ryan. <laughs> Prime Evil 666 became a new member. Shout out to Prime Evil. Really appreciate you. As always, uh, you guys too can send your likes, send your thumbs up, share this. Let people know what time it is. Uh, Ricardo L. Notorio says, got Honor Club and I may pay for Impact instead while losing somebody from Ring of Honor to Impact. What a time to be alive. Impact is a good value for what you get for the YouTube package. Being able to watch all the every episode as it airs and then being able to watch the Impact Plus stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Pretty good value for what you pay for it, man. It is. People should have Impact, honestly. Uh, my homie Mike from Indeed. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Indeed. Watch Indeed on Wednesdays. Uh, MJF and Cole together forever, please. Not forever, Mike. Mike, you you're gonna be disappointed real soon, but you're gonna be sad. You know what uh, they should do? They should they they like to film those little um you know NAC 2.0 style vignettes with these guys. Film like ten of them and throw them on social media. That's and, it. And then let people you know I, I know they'll because that's what they want, out. right, Rich? Yeah, like you know you just want to see more of it. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. put a couple of them on TV and then throw like the rest of them and then kind of satisfy that appetite of seeing more and more and more. So. By that time you you pull the plug, it's like okay, they gave us all this stuff. Rich said, make them a mixtape DVD so everybody can get that. <laughs> get credits. your fix, yeah, like get your fix on all these promos and leave you us know, alone, big dog. Load up a couple of beats, drop, put some freestyles on them, and just like those go. Smack DVDs, better you know, than you, baby. Shay Davis. <laughs> Yo, better than you, baby, as a, as a Smack DVD sounds hilarious, bro. Uh, Leonard Aarons III says, in all the recent years that a tag match has been used to prop up a potential title match, better than you, baby, has been better than anyone could have thought. Strap them up next Saturday. Run this through the winter, really. Listen, again, I can see the argument. There's a path, it. yeah. Like, there's a lot it. of people that are into it. I can it's see just it, you but... gotta just find you just gotta explain to me what you do with the AEW title. Just like let MJF exactly. defend it separately, mm-hmm, then yeah. cool. Like, but two matches need to happen, not exactly. one. Exactly. Yes, yeah. two matches yeah. gotta happen. I, uh, yeah. Jake Salazar says, "Rich, want more Jericho? Nah, you're a sicko. Absolutely sick. <laughs> and a real sicko is our friend Aaron Buzzby with this chat." Just came in here to say Eminem is the GOAT. <laughs> Rich's face. That is all. Much love to y'all. Rich's face when he seen that. Like, yo, what? <laughs> nah. Busby said that with his chest, too. He really believes that. Yeah, nah, man. man. Um, nah. I like Eminem not that much. The, the goat, the nah. goat. You know how many rappers there are, Busby. There's so many. Just no. I don't. Just, I just consciously object. Like no. Nah. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> for the I don't same reason like, as Ridge. Like, yeah, no. There, like, there was, there, he was the biggest rapper in the world for a time, and he wasn't the best rapper in the world. It was just yeah. like proximity, uh, right privilege. There's all kind of things that kind of go into. We'll never take away from Marshall Mathers, though. Homie can rap. Incredible rapper. rapper. Great rapper. You could yeah. probably consider him the best white rapper ever, like maybe pretty close to it. But the best rapper ever, the GOAT, no. You still, you still not doing the Venom Challenge, Rich? No, no I'm not. I'm not. I could be doing No, I can't. My mouth can't even move that fast. Nah. <laughs> That's it for the Super Chats, Aaron Busby's being nasty. No, there's another one that came in. Shout out to y'all. Uh, J Love Podcast also says, is MJF in the Royal Rumble in 2024? No. No. Absolutely not. I, I Listen, this whole... Uh... Bidding War 2024 thing again. I don't believe you, Max. No, I don't believe yep. you. Don't believe you. Don't believe, don't believe you, bro. And he hasn't been. He hasn't been so on it like he was. Like the beginning of this year, he was super on it. Like it hasn't been like his draw like it used to be, which makes me leads me to believe that at some point he's probably signed a new deal here. Mm-hmm. With Maybe because like uh, why wouldn't like that was his draw for a long time of every time he would have a promo he'd be like and triple h vince mcmahon hello hi but he hasn't been on that either. i mean he, he said a few times this year but not as much as he used to um i think there's I, been a conscious effort to pull that stuff back because i think some of it was just going too far and crossing into like yo this is problematic <laughs> like for right. like the, the image of the company like like stop <laughs> Yeah, are you wilding out there, big bro? Maybe take it easy a little bit. Like, don't like These we also are a company you. too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. I'm sure somebody was like, "Hold on, buddy. Hold on, big bro." These people actually believe you. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too real out there, bro. Like, we are trying to sell tickets and make money over here. Uh, all right. <laughs> we got like four humper chats, I think, for sure. From uh, Nelson Muntz, um, Ricky has Ricky has not had that bat, that that match in AEW. He needs that one match: uh, Garcia, Yuta, MJF, Sammy, Darby, uh, Jungle Jungle Boy did have. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, a match that a uh, year from now people remember. Ricky's best single match was with Jay Lethal, and most people have forgotten that match. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I don't know if that's his best match. I had to really think about it. What is his best match? Um, I mean, to be honest, man, him and Hobbs were smoking it as a tag team, man. I kind of yeah. wish they stayed they, together. They might, they might want to consider um, squashing that beef. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were smoking it as a tag team, man. I, I kind of think they should stay together. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, from Jake Salazar, uh, well, Nelson, give it up, bro. You need to stop being a little... A little softy. Stop beefing in our comment section, you crazy people. Yeah, I'm sorry CM Punk beat your face ass with one arm. (laughs) It's okay. Let your hate out, bro. It's fine. You're scared of CM Punk, and it's understandable. Seek therapy. Um, Listen, man, you guys go out, like like I said, and have your your beat it one-on-one fight somewhere. At a at a ding, at a ding 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 uh, ding, uh, ding ding ding. This is, this is that's a lot of fan fiction. He just wrote an issue. <laughs> I don't know, man. What happening, man? The uh, uh, another one from Nelson Months. AEW's women division has missed like twenty five to thirty percent since uh, mid twenty twenty two. 
Right now, I'm missing at least nine women that have been gone for months and will be gone for months like Tay. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think they're just now starting to get some people back. Like, uh, it's good to see Layla back. It's good mm-hmm. to see uh, Chris Statlander back on TV. But yeah, I think injuries have played a point, but they also have not done the work to like really make some of the women they have, um, I don't know, stand out. Like, I mean, for the most part, like even the women that are on TV a lot, like, you can't really tell me like what is the storyline that stands out with them like yeah because that's starting to get frustrating to me if people with the injury thing because that that was the thing that they had on the ROH thing too like well it changed so much because they had all these injuries well you need to start pivoting quicker to like move on to something else or we got to have other people that are also can be immediately put into place so we can move forward if it's like oh we got an injury so we got to throw out all the plans well we got to make new plans at this point there, yeah. There's also um, only a few like top level promos in the division too, so I would challenge sure. the, you know, I'll say it to the AW Women's Division, like, you know, when it comes to like wrestling and stuff like that, you might not always get time, you know, to to have a match on the show or something like that, but like as far as like getting better at promos, like that can you can do that at your house, you can do yeah. that backstage, yeah. you can do have like I. I, I can imagine that it's not that hard to grab somebody and say, hey, shoot me for 30 seconds and then, mm-hmm. you know, pitch something. It's like, I, I think the promos are going to be their way to connecting more because that's what Britt did. Like, t- people can talk about Britt Baker all they want, you know. What did she do? Cut lots of promos that mm-hmm. you got, got over, like it or not. You know, and there haven't been as many promos or time given, but, you know, you, that, I think you can do a promo in 30 seconds or 60 seconds to get somebody to connect with you. That yeah. is, uh, that's what Denise and I have been talking about with the women's division. One factor we kind of think is into it is they don't have the one big women's star. They don't have Becky Lynch. They don't have a Charlotte. They don't have a Sasha or Mercedes or a Bailey. They don't have that one star that people have to tune in to see on the women's division and they have a bunch of great talented women but there's not the one where you're like i can't wait to see like we thought it could potentially be jamie hater for a while because remember the reaction the monster reaction she was getting she won the belt and all this happened but again injuries happened so uh, we thought maybe Britt could be it at the beginning of aw she was getting some huge reactions but i don't think there's been the one woman that could really carry that aw flag yet yeah um but again, I do think you gotta do the work to build that. One Still got to do the work. You got to make that right, person right. do I, it I, for I, us. I do think that they don't have they don't have a Becky. They don't have a they don't have a Mercedes. They don't have they don't have the four horsemen in general. But mm-hmm. you know, Becky wasn't a man at first. Like it took right. it took some years for Becky to get there. Facts. And I think you do need to give some of these women the TV time for even like to get better at the promo stuff. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. shoot stuff, and yeah, you could keep doing backstage stuff, but. These women got to talk in front of crowds too, man. They, it, it, that's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was our last one. Oh, no. Sorry, I missed one. Uh, Meet Normus uh, said, what's good, Grapsy? Uh, Reg, I'm still doing the Daniel Garcia dance, even though the <laughs> homie passed out. Um, <laughs> um, Hella nah, funny. Uh, yeah, man. I, I guess we can. That's a good segue to get into. Uh, it is. That before dishonor, before we get out of here and mm-hmm. get into a little bit of blood and guts. Um, uh, man, that before dishonor last week, I was like, What is going to be on this card? Like, <laughs> we, we don't have a world title match, like, we had a world title match and then we didn't. Um, 
then like some stuff got flipped around like and then within a week this guy gave us turned around he turned he i was like wait a minute like at one point i came in a group chat and i was like rich we might have a pay-per-view man like what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) like a week ago none of this was here but one week ago this was the card for ring of honor (laughs) yeah we had nothing bro seriously zero we had nothing and then in a week we got the announcement that uh mark davis was healthy again yeah they announced the four-way we got announcement that uh they were gonna go with willow again after willow Mm -hmm. won the owen um we got a announcement that righteous and and darkest dark order would be on a card yeah and then last we got the pack announcement so this this came together pretty quick by friday and by the time Friday came here, super excited for this show, and I felt like it didn't disappoint. I actually feel like it no. over-delivered in a lot of it ways. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like even the zero-hour matches, like, yeah. if you if you did not watch the zero-hour matches, I would say, in particular, go back and watch A.R. Fox versus uh, Shane Taylor, because that was really, I'm, really good. I was gonna, but you gotta watch the whole thing, because the tag match with Workhorseman and uh, Darius I, and Andretti yeah, hit too, and Layla and uh, Trish was hitting too, so like, just watch the whole thing, man. Everybody I mean, was cooking. I would agree, but I, I would say the AR Fox and Shane Taylor match, and the Trish and Layla, Layla match in particular, like, mm-hmm. don't miss those matches. If, if yeah. you're like, I don't know about the Zero Hours thing, those mm-hmm. two matches, they will not disappoint, I promise. Right. Like, just go check those matches out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was a this was a great show. Like much better than I expected it to be. Whew. Boy I was nervous for a lot of these weeks watching Honor Club every week. Them not progressing any stories. The only stories that they progressed were the Righteous and the Dark Order for many, many weeks. I'm like, uh, it was supposed to be originally maybe be Eddie Kingston getting the world title match. Then it switched to Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe got hurt. They had to switch it to Pac. Like I was saying before this show, it's like, okay, they gave us Pac and Claudio. That's going to be a great match. Like the rest of the show is kind of cherry on top type of show is what I like to call it. But then they ended up pivoting even more before we got to the show, because when we got there, the main event actually happened to be Athena versus Willow, two black women in the main event for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Huge deal. Big stuff going on. Uh, There's. I mean, on top of it just being a, another historic moment, the match was insane. Like, these two ladies, like, threw everything. They brought everything. They uh, Athena looked like the best wrestler in the world. Uh, Willow looked like the momentum is just really behind her. The O faces in this match were ridiculous. Willow took them 100% on the chin. This was just a great contest. But like I said, the forever Ring of Honor women's champion, the ROH MVP. I don't know if anybody ever should defeat Athena for the Ring of Honor Women's Champion at this point because she is having an amazing run, capped off by something like that. Being able to be in the main event, she's earned this main event spot. Like when I say she's the ROH MVP, that's not a joke. Like every week, like Phil said, the show's been built around her. She's been defending the belt. She's been having proven ground matches. She's been saying this is her show. So for her to be able to do that with Willow, in front of crowd that actually is there for Ring of Honor. Like, you can't ask for more. I think the type of match they had last night creates career rivalries. Mm-hmm. And um, this is their third match. Obviously, they had that great one the second week of Ring of Honor. Willow won the Owen tournament. And then this one, I think a lot of people thought it was Willow's time, but I thought it was bold uh, yeah. to, to have Athena 
you know, pick up the win by submission there. And um, before, you know, the submission win, um, there was just a lot of great callbacks, stuff that, um, you know, running through the women that previously like held always titles, like different finishing moves. Like mm-hmm. some of the stuff um, I thought was like really great. Like I think it was a Sarah Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a hanging butterfly suplex. Willow yeah. did. I was like, add that in, steal that Willow. Like, yeah, keep, keep that one in arsenal. Um, and I think uh, it was, it was a really special moment. Like it felt big time. It felt like, yeah, this isn't out of place. This isn't, you know, being put somewhere. It has no business being put. And the crowd really responded to them, which was a, a big thing. And I would c- encourage people to check out Athena's um, post-show scrum where she talked a lot about, you know, being a cornerstone of ROH. And then, like, you know, the fact two black women are in that and, like, the places she's been in her 18 years in wrestling, like, and the, her outlook on, you know, her rivalry with, with Willow, I think is really, you know, something to tap into uh, if you guys haven't seen it. And um, just like as far as the match, like a lot of great physicality, a lot of great like near falls. And uh, if you didn't see this, go out of your way to see this. I feel like eventually like this is going to this should be run back like on a AEW pay-per-view somewhere. Yeah, I I tweeted out after this, like the way the first year of ROH under TK like the FDR and Briscoe feud, that was the feud that defined that first year. I feel like this feud is the feud that defines the second year, yeah. like in a lot of ways. Like because Athena has like carried the show. Like Athena has been so present on the brand, and the fact that like we talked about earlier, how Ring of Honor, yeah, they've had women that's come through there. They've had like the Win of Honor um, belt, but the Ring of Honor belt is still relatively new. It's not even two years old. And I feel like when you think about that belt now, Athena is the one. Athena is is the woman that defines that belt. And I think this reign is not just like defining for that belt and the brand, but, you know, just for her as a performer, because I think there were a lot of questions coming out of WWE and just like her coming in right away. Like the first few she had with Jade and stuff. And they were like, what does she really bring here? And I think she's been like showing people like, nah, this is what I bring here. Like the sheer variety of matches this woman has had in this run, like the matches she's had was just like hard hitting matches like this match. I think she might be up to like 30 defensives or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's 32 and oh at this point. Yeah. Yeah. She she is Mm -hmm. 32 and oh on ROH television. Of course, Mm -hmm. that's not counting the loss she took on rampage. Right. Different company, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> no, nah, man, she's been I, I said on I said on Twitter as well that she is the best women's champion in the US by far. Facts. And like I I don't think that there's much competition at this point. She's just been I mean, character wise, like match wise, what she's been doing as a heel to, you know, put other other people in a better position. I know people are gonna be like, Willow should have won this match. I've seen people say, Well, the reaction in the arena, people were not happy, but my takeaway from the year Willow is having um, beating Mercedes in, in Long Beach, um, having a match with Julia, winning the Owen Cup, getting this big match here, maining, main eventing. That's not somebody that you take and you put away on a streaming platform. That's somebody that needs to be on your television show. Facts. And I, I don't feel like, and that's not a knock to ROH or what Athena's doing, but the year Willow's having, man, you don't put her over there on the streaming platform. She needs to be on TV, man. She, right. She's laying the groundwork, I think, 
to become a cornerstone of the future of AEW. I think. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. really, Athena needs to be on TV more as well, but I, you can still make the argument that Athena still has unfinished business over there at Ring of Honor. She's still got stuff that she can do with that title. But Willow, I feel like, man, Willow, you can move Willow into the main title picture as soon as possible. She's ready. Um, and, I mean, this whole thing shows she was ready. I mean, like you guys said, all the callbacks and this stuff, all the, the callback to Sumi Sakai, mm-hmm. is like a original and Women of Honor's uh, mm-hmm. division. Man, the callback to like Shimmer, um, mm-hmm. said the obliteration in the corner. Uh, man, Royal Butterfly, man, like this was just an amazing match. Like, not just yeah. the fact that this was two black women main eventing, just like if you're a fan of women's wrestling, there was so much to love about this match, man. Just amazing match, one of the best matches of the year, easily. Um, Big facts. I mean, and I also don't want to act like the rest of this card wasn't really good. The rest of this was fire because. Man, Pac and Claudio mm. tore it down, bro. Yeah. Like, I, and after that match was finished, I was like, yeah, I don't think that was the right match to close the show with. But, man, they killed it. Like, mm-hmm. Claudio deadlifting this guy and hurling him out of the ring. That was crazy. <laughs> through a table. Like, Press slam from the ring to a table and, is And the insane. table's <laughs> facing, like, the wrong way. Like, the, yeah. like, the yeah. table's facing the long way. So it's yeah. like, what are this y'all brothers doing? Like, yeah. Yeah, just shows the power of Claudio and just shows how, honestly, how great it is to have Pac back. Just like they could put together that, such a great of a match in such short amount of time, and it hits so hard like that. I'm like, man, Pac is such a special talent. Yeah, man. There were so many spots in this match where I'm like, man, just the sheer athleticism and stuff and the physicality in this match is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac deadlifting Claudio off the ground and mm-hmm. going to like, suplex that – uh. That uh, catch that uh, Claudio got, and it looked like he was going to power bomb him, flipped him up, and did like that flapjack, and then yeah. <laughs> flipped back into the neuralizer. Like, bro, they were killing it, man. The Claud- uh, uh, Pac having the brutalizer on, and Claudio carrying him up the ropes. Yo, and it's just like, yo, this—that's a grown man that you have on your body, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> muscles. Yeah. <laughs> They they went for it, man. Like it might not have been the main event as in the last match on the card, but nah, they killed it, man. That was at least my second match, favorite match on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the tag match was also really good. I thought it was the right call to put the belts back belts on yeah. the Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought uh, Dark Order had a good performance. I've that seen a lot fine. of people that are down on Dark Order, but mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed this match, and I think this show why Dark Order should be used more in like this kind of capacity. Right. Um, yeah, I, top to bottom, this was just a good show, man. The really Joe, good show. Joe Dalton match was also good. Dalton is just Stokely. a great character. Uh, <laughs> yes, Dal- Dalton getting cheated in this match. And everything that went into it. Joe being Joe in this match, just mm-hmm. great stuff. Great way to open the show as well. Um, man, yeah, this was a this was a really good pay per view again. Did not expect it to be nearly as good as mm-hmm. it was a week ago. I was really worried. Um, I was nervous, very nervous about this show, but the spirit of Ring of Honor was definitely there. It felt like a Ring of Honor show. The yeah. crowd was like a Ring of Honor show. The matches were like Ring of Honor matches. This was a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, Shibata matches still feel special. Man, mm-hmm. I don't care how many times we see this guy wrestling. It's still, I still have this moment like I can't believe this guy is wrestling. And Garcia was just a great opponent for him. Garcia doing the Garcia. dance. Garcia. The, the, the dance body does. Over. He is. Bro, 
the dance body does where he dances around him and it's, he's not reacting to it so he starts doing it harder <laughs> him doing his dancing to crisscross applesauce in front of uh shibata was just like what just... is going on here bro this is crazy shout out to daniel garcia man we've talked about it many times of should he have went to bcc should he have done this but no no this man is over as hell with the dance yeah, that he, just shows you. He had that great match with Shibata. It, that wasn't a regular Shibata match. They don't like Shibata don't work matches like that. And to work that match and have that much fun with Shibata, all centered around a dance, is like, no, you made the right choice. Yeah, they want that man to be BCC number six. And yeah, whatnot. like nah, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like like my man has some something else written for him. Right. You know? Facts. Yeah, nah, I, I thought. Yeah, I thought this was really good. I mean. Garcia is getting better and better as a talker as well. Um, yeah, Garcia is another one of those guys. Like in a few years, we're going to be like this guy is just special. Well, it's it's going to be the Jack Perry Daniel Garcia promotion. <laughs> Get ready! <laughs> <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, but this, yeah, like I said, can't say enough good things about this pay per view. And definitely did not think we were going to be at this spot. But I still don't think that that that. Uh, I don't think that means people are wrong about their criticisms no. about the weekly programming. Because don't I, try to I have, come from me and be like, told you so, Reg, because you didn't yeah, tell me so. I have seen people that are like, ah, look at this show. All those people that were on Ring of Honor, y'all are wrong. Like, no, no, I do think that the weekly show can be better. And I do yes. still have gripes about um, the weekly show. But this pay-per-view has been – I mean, we can say that he hasn't really missed with pay-per-views no, since he's he has not. the company. Right. Like, five pay-per-views in a row, like, all of them have been good. All hitters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's I, 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 that's what it was always about. Like, it never was a point watching the TV show where I was like, well, Death Before Dishonor is going to suck. There was never one moment in my mind where I was like, the pay-per-view is going to be off. I knew he was going to bring it together. I just wanted you to bring it together before that on the TV show, so I'm not watching this TV show for nothing. That's it. Yeah. I mean, but, it, yeah. I, I Again, good good night of wrestling. Yeah. Um, a crowded week of wrestling, which included uh, – Kota Ibushi Kota Ibushi's back. AEW debut for the Blood and Guts match. Um, mm-hmm. This was a crazy match, man. Um, yeah. I, I've seen, like, the takes. I've seen, like, the numbers of what it's done compared to the other two Blood and Guts matches. Um, personally, I think this is my favorite AEW Blood and Guts match. <laughs> just, just because of the guys that were in it, the story leading up to it, I think that this was the hottest feud that they've been going, they've had going for the last few months. Um, I think the payoff for everything was there. Um, could the finish have been a little bit better? I think we needed to see Mox um, giving up for Yuta on camera. Yes, but yeah. I thought the match itself was good. Right. Yeah, I thought I thought the match was great. I'm with Phil. It's my favorite uh, blunt guts that they've done. Um, and I thought it was a really like you know simple kind of story. Like as far as like you know the BCC kind of being so obsessed with. Uh, you know, taking out the elite and really proving they are the the elite, like and all that. But like the thing with the elite, like all reuniting all the turmoil they've been through for years and years, and ultimately it comes out to like, yo, there's this threat that's trying to take out all of us, and it's like, yo, fight with and then fight for your friends. Like that. That's what that's, that's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, really good match. I thought strong stuff. I yeah, I just didn't particularly like the ending, but I thought everything else was really fun. I love how they switched the format this year of having everybody kind of have their own entrance, added an extra element, and everybody's not just sitting out there kind of waiting to go out there. I thought Kodo Bushi was awesome. Great pops. John Moxley might have been the MVP of this match. He was out of his fucking mind for like so much. <laughs> he was just wilding. <laughs> came in stabbing. He had a bed of nails. He was just bleeding from the head from the ears from the neck from the back it was just like this is a nasty man what what happened that made him bleed it was like <laughs> it, it was, was like, like he cut back and he was like <laughs> yeah, yeah it was crazy it was like he was he was like beating somebody down in the corner and it cut back to him and he was bleeding i was like yeah what, what happened <laughs> it happened two times though because at one point his head was like he had a little bit of blood and then they shot back and his head was covered and then his back same thing there was no blood and then they shot another shot and shot back to him and his back is covered in blood i'm like what the hell is going on over here man we yeah. we got um we got a lot of extended Kenny and Claudio time. Uh yes. Nick Jackson with the with the super hot tag like going mm-hmm. like from cage to cage. It was like, man, like like this is like the evolution of Sting jumping from ring to ring almost. Right. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. No. Pac oh. with the big uh, double stomp off the top of the like <sighs> Oh my god. A bunch yeah. of just yeah. ridiculous yeah. moments in this match. That looked nuts. Um but yeah, no, opening this match with Claudio and Kenny, I did not expect that's where we were going with this. And mm-hmm. nah, Kenny, listen, I'm prepared to say it. Kenny Omega is the wrestler of the year, man. Watching this guy in this match at several points, like flying around this ring, I'm like, yo, you ain't got to go this hard. You just had a match you with Vikingo on Saturday, my guy. Okay. Like, wait a minute. That one, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you could you could milk the Osprey Forbidden Door match for like six months. Like, you could just take it easy if you wanted to. But he's not. He's been Bro, going hard ever since. He, he's the real. Like, he, he hopped off the operating table and was like, <laughs> all right, I think I feel good. And then rolled in all those great trios matches. And then the suspension. And then came back and was like, yeah, let's do this best of seven with, with Death Triangle. Goes to the dome, comes back, continues with the trios belts, drop those, and is like, "All right, it's time to be a singles wrestler again." And then, yeah, man, I'm 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 coming I mean, around with you, Phil. Kenny like, Omega, he, yeah, he's he's, he's on hard to argue. Man. He, he's he's like he's a different he's different man. Like and, and it's like when he walks in the matches, it's like, oh, some real shit's happening now. Like, That's yeah. why I think it's like honestly just between him and Osprey because they just. When they're in the match, like their opponent feels different. Like Kenta felt different. Like yeah. people feel like ex- excellent pro wrestler standing next to this pro- excellent pro wrestler. It's insane how like just him existing and being this great wrestler wants the rest his opponent to up their game and also be on that level. Yeah, I uh, I immediately was like, for a blood and guts match with. Coda in it. Coda hasn't done anything wild until we got that clip afterwards of him just doing like <laughs> diving in the in the in the in the tax and like doing like snow. He didn't want it to be on crazy. TV. He has to do his wild things on his own so, time. <laughs> I, but um Coda, I, I saw a lot of discourse with Coda and people were like, Man, he's he's looked like he's put on a little weight. He looks like he's showing a little rust. This is a guy that hasn't wrestled in almost two years. Um Bro. so I saw I mean, somebody I call Kota Ibushi fat. I turned my phone off. Allow me to defend Kota Ibushi for a minute. Kota Ibushi is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. And this, ever. If this is the first time you've ever seen him, it was not this. However, this man has given us 
so many hard years in the ring yeah. like of innovative wrestling, high-flying, striking, submissions. He's perhaps the most versatile wrestler to ever live. Honestly. He's always been built like a Greek god forever. As Phil mentioned, he hasn't really worked in two years. You know, blew his shoulder in that G1 final. He's had mm-hmm. two matches since. He's coming into American television. He's probably not getting the memo that, hey, maybe I should tan and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know, this is a uh, a cherry on top of the existence of AEW to begin, to, to begin with because he's a guy that's largely responsible in, in you know, his own way of this promotion even existing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like, the main event of All In, it's like he finally showed up. Like, yep. it's all complete. Just like right. Bandito showed up. It's all complete. Except, mm-hmm. you know, Ray. But, Ray, you know. Ray Jenner, um, yeah. Like, this guy, like, he, he did he look a little different? Yeah, he's going into his 40s now. Like, yeah. in mm-hmm. time, look, time may have come for Kota Ibushi. And, and shame on him for allowing that to happen. Like, are people serious? <laughs> like, like this guy has been through war after war. G1 after G1. Like, huge match after huge match. Give him some time, like like can, can, yeah. like what's his what's his name the dude that be talking basketball tip, TikTok the, the the old guy he be like <laughs> can can I have a little patience I forget I forget <laughs> the exact line he says look Kota Ibushi you give him a few months of hard training he will be fine yeah he, he will be, be fine he's Kenny Omega's best friend you think he's gonna just be chilling while Kenny's cooking no no way. Yeah. And, like, and he could potentially be around. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a there's a chance they do they finally do Omega versus Bushi. Right. And I don't and I kind of don't care like what this man like looked like in Blood and Guts. No. By the time that comes, yeah. that's gonna be one of the no. biggest things we've ever seen. No, this was uh this was just a this was just a way to bring him in and have him be a part of something special. Because um, you you wanted to have a fight a, a different a different guy on both teams. Um, well, you had to have a, a fifth guy on the other team out of necessity because Brian wasn't there. But um, none of this was like, oh, I'm worried now. Like I I, I figured he was going to show some rust because again he hasn't been in a ring. Um, I and do... it's a double cage match with ten guys in it. There's tons of shit going plunder. on. Yeah, yeah, this is like... a plunder match. This isn't this isn't you get this isn't the give him some go- time. This isn't the Golden Lovers match that people want to get. You're you're not going to see them do like the the stereo moonsault and everything. You're not mm-hmm. going to see them do all of their like familiar spots and everything because that's not what this is. Like we're going to both different wrestlers from 2009 and shit. Yeah, and know, I mean you know? we we might get there and get that again, but that's not what this was for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get people wanting to see the greatest hits, but I. I, I feel like foregoing the fact that this is a blood feud and these are guys that are like trying to tear each other apart and be violent to get all of the golden lover spots in there. I think that would kind of miss the point of the match and the story they were telling. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, so I think we will get that stuff, but cause I don't think this is the last time we'll see him on AEW ring. Wow, just, a, mm-hmm. just a hunch, but I don't think mm-hmm. this will be the last time we see him in AEW ring. He'll be back. And so, I, I think we can work to that. And I think um, Coda, when he's back and he's doing like single stuff, that's a different guy than a guy working in a multi-man match. Right. Yeah. And, and some of his strikes like look like with, you know, there may have been like a language issue. Like there may have been like, you know, yeah. you're, you're still trying to figure out cameras and all that. other. There's a lot that was going on. And it seemed like there was that one point where Mox was like, hey, man, just just fucking hit me. And mm-hmm. then, like, he kicked Mox directly in the mouth mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, after a couple of the knees or kicks have been, like, you know, not looking great, let's just say. But I think um, 
I, I, I think Obushi will be just fine. I think some of the slander is like, y'all need to stop this and, and, and watch a tape, read a newspaper, like Robert Ory <laughs> would say, and, uh, and, and realize who you're talking about. Like, this is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, and, the, and the, the moon, the standing moonsault onto Mox, onto the better nails, still nice. look nuts. Yeah. Um, and there were several things in this spot that still look nuts like that. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I expected people to do the usual discourse because that's what Twitter is now. People just wait for things to be like, ah, there it is. Now I can run to Twitter and have something to, to harp on and complain about. Look, we got Kota Bushi on cable television main eventing in AEW Dynamite. This is something we've been begging for for three years, oh, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. And we finally got it, and I think it was a good story to tell here. I think the story they told with uh, Black Bull Combat Club and kind of them aligning with all of these guys because they just wanted to win blew up in their face. Like, you aligned yourself with Don, and Don ended up being a snake. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, like we all knew. And you yeah. lined yourself with Pac because you needed somebody that hated those guys as much as you do. But he's too volatile. He's volatile, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's too volatile. And, and, and it showed in this match. And it blew up in your face. And that's how you lost. And so, and then I think also the story of Mox being like, uh, <laughs> kind of having his uh, his Creed 2 moment where he's like, nah, nah, I got to throw in the towel, man. This is mm-hmm. enough. enough. Yeah, this y'all, is y'all, it. Y'all, uh, y'all got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is just like I'll rip his damn head off. Quit right. playing with me. He's like, I brought this bed of nails and a knife and all this stuff in here, but y'all got it, man. Well, hey, man, like, you know what I did it. to you <laughs> at Revolution, Mox. You, you know what I did to you. I'll yep. do it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it and it tied back to the promo that uh, Hangman cut, where he was like, "Yeah, I had you hanging over that rope, and now I know to not let you go." And Mox probably in his head was like, "I got to stop this because right. <laughs> this is going too far." Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was great. I thought the the clip going around about of the after match promo of them acknowledging each other, the other company, uh, uh, <laughs> have respect for each other and like making and, and basically signifying that this is the end of the feud. Like this is this is it. This is the blow off match. I did kind of agree with Claudio that that might have that that should have probably been on TV. But assuming they probably ran out of time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, looked like it. Yeah, I, I think I, I think they should um should have I'm I'm sure they kept the cameras rolling, but they should do yeah. like a little pre producing like last week after the show, yeah. Bla- Blackpool Combat right. Club and the Elite, you know, squash mm-hmm. their differences, you mm-hmm. know, and agree yeah. to go their separate ways after squash after giving after giving everything they had to this <laughs> business, to this sport, like, you know, really drive yeah. it home. <laughs> yeah, but no, this was I thought this was excellent. Again, this was my favorite AW Blood and Guts match. Um, Same. Um I asked for where these guys go from here. It sure seems like uh, Blackpool Combat Club might be feuding with Death Triangle after Ring Which of Honor. Which I like it. I love it. They set up this match uh, on the Ring of Honor show last night that this Wednesday it's going to be Mox and Claudio against the Lucha Bros, against the best friends. So they are um, going to move into that, maybe get the BCC into the trios uh, division. It may be looking like coming out of this. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. And, you know, Kenny still has unfinished business with the catch and Don, so yep. that's probably where he's going off to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I look, I think that this was a perfect way to wrap up that feud. I think this has been AEW's best feud of the year. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, Damn, unfortunately yeah. we didn't have Brian there, but Pac was yeah. a great replacement, you know? Yeah, yeah. Pac was a good surprise having him come mm-hmm. back, and I think Pac was great 
we got to see him and <laughs> be in this super violent match and then put on a fantastic Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship match all within the span of a week. Right. Um, yeah, what a guy. It, it kind of reminds me of that that uh, episode of uh, Rampage where he had that great title defense, and then he had another match like <laughs> right mm-hmm. after right the Battle of the Belts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, uh, very glad Pac is back, man. Please find something great for him to do at Wembley, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. He needs a big moment. He needs a big match at the, at, on that show, man. Mm. Uh, we got a few super chats before we get up out of here for good. Uh, Shytown Spurs says, uh, saw a tweet that said, Oppenheimer's is what E40 would call his ops. Nearly spit out my drink. That does sound like an E40 term. <laughs> Oppenheimer's. <laughs> Oppenheimer's. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's just an Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Van Twinblaze says, Asaph Rock better than Marshall Mathers. I'm gonna keep it a stat with you. I've never listened to It's Rock, but I've always like heard about him. Mm. Uh, better than Marshall, I don't know. It's debatable. And uh, Bargav Verjan says Theory will be facing the winner of Ray and Santos on SmackDown and not SummerSlam. Gives me hope for LA Knight, but I don't know. I can't trust this company. This LA uh, Knight thing. Ooh. What, what do y'all think about this? Um, I thought he was winning this match on SmackDown because I thought at at the very least. He was going to be one of the guys that was set to be in the in the number one contenders match for Theory. Psych. And then then when he lost, I was like, "Wait, he lost?" And and then I was like, "Wait, he lost to Mysterio?" Didn't a guy from Mysterio's stable win the other match? <laughs> and then and then even more, Santos got a match with Theory. There was a non-title match on the same episode. I was like, "What are yeah. they doing?" <laughs> Yeah, what's going on here? What's happening here, man? What's going on here? Okay, so people are trying to convince themselves, I think, at this point, that L.A. Knight, just like they said about Cody, needs adversity. And losing just doesn't matter. It's fine. Isn't he he a heel? I don't know, man. Yo, man. (laughs) Why does he need adversity? I don't know. Look, all I'm seeing is another big show. Where this dude ain't involved. Like, people were telling us, like, yeah, this dude's over as hell. Yeah. I've seen the reaction. I, yeah, I've seen the reactions. <laughs> like, however. 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 <laughs> why do all these big four shows keep happening and he's not on them? If we're investing in somebody, I'm probably going to put him on one of my big four shows, right? What, what, they what do you don't mean? care about this guy like that. Like, in. What, what I, do you I mean? What do you mean, Rich? He was on Royal Rumble. Yeah. In the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He oh, was he the, wasn't. See? He was at a pitch black oh, match. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. When they did believe in him, they gave him a bullshit they, they gimmick turned, match. They turned, they, turned, they turned the lights off during his match. Yeah, no, we this. believe in you, bro. Don't worry about the lights being out. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Look, <laughs> WrestleMania, it's in L.A. And they were like, nah. He couldn't even get on. L.A. night couldn't get on in L.A. It's crazy. L.A. Like, yo. I look. People are real sensitive about L.A. Night right now. I'm just trying yeah. to tell y'all, lighten up, lighten up. You know, like when people say, "Hey, man, he he didn't jack this whole his whole style from the Rock and Austin." Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, say, admit it. Like, don't say no because he wouldn't say no. Like, 
I, I do think uh I do think uh I do think it was a little hate going on, man. I think I think Kevin was hating on him a little bit. Oh, Big Nash definitely was it. That there was he some, was hating on him a little bit. There was, was some, a, some, was some hate, some cap in there. It was a little hating because his response I mean, was like, "I didn't know about your game." I ain't, so I, I, I ain't even I ain't never really watched him on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know I what Brandy was it. on. Like, like, yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a little hate. Sound like on. when I go to find the Twitter trolls in the DMs and I'm like, "What the fuck is up?" And they're like, "Oh, I, I didn't know." No, nah, yeah, I, I, I ain't even I ain't even know you had a podcast. You yeah, podcast? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen Grapsity before. Get out uh, my I think I think people talking themselves into this to this LA night thing, and it's like. I just don't know where he ends up fitting. I think they just, believe like, like, it more than the higher us believe it, Rich. Like the people I, want it, but I don't think that WWE I, wants it. Like I, he's old. I'm sorry, you guys. But but here's the thing, though. I do think that fans that want to see him get pushed are right in the sense that this feels like Rusev Day and all these other situations where a guy was organically getting over. over and. They were like, man, what do we do with this guy? I don't know. Take the U.S. title off of this guy that is clearly oh, not working. Bum. And, yeah. and put it on L.A. Night. Wait, I don't, mm. I don't understand. Like, this isn't that hard. You, you set up this like, you set up this number one contendership match after this guy didn't win the, the briefcase. And my entire argument about him not getting the briefcase is fine because no, you have not done the work to make this guy feel like a world champion. So right. yeah, he shouldn't win the briefcase. But to just beat. This fucking guy for the U.S. title. Why can't he do that? That doesn't make sense. Like, that make sense. yeah. It, like it, it, the only thing that I could think of, maybe if that super chat is right and Santos is gonna lose, and maybe like the the match for SummerSlam is gonna be L.A. Knight versus Theory, but that's soon, man. SummerSlam's in two weeks from today. When they gonna set it up? Next week? I don't. I don't think it's happening, guys. You know? I, I just. I. I just. Well, I was. I looking like it. I was really surprised that he lost his match last night, man. I was like, "Wait, what?" For Look, somebody I, they think got that that they're going to strap the rocket to, they don't give this guy. They don't even. That's what really gets me is he's over, and WWE doesn't give him opportunities to be over. Like they don't put him on the shows to even get those cheers. That's what. That's where I'm like, I don't know if they believe in him because if they were like, "Yeah, this guy's over," they'd be giving every opportunity they could to put him on TV. But every time you turn on the TV, he's somewhere else. Yeah, and you know, I, I saw a good comment like, you know, he is a heel, right? But like, I'm like, how about they shoot a babyface turn for him? It, how hard can it be? But. I thought you know, he was a babyface this time. Honestly, I don't even know why people keep saying that he's a heel. He know, talks I, like a babyface, but I mean, like a heel, but he gets but treated I, like a babyface. I, I did remember that. Yeah, this is WWE. This is a heel promotion. Like they don't yeah. usually specialize in likable people. So right. like, they just. How hard is it to have like somebody like? Have him get next to Austin Theory. Austin Theory walk up on him and laugh at him for losing or something. Turn him babyface the same way you turn Razor Ramon babyface and stop playing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I like it, it. I don't think it's over for LA Night. It's I not. Think, I just I thought coming out of Money in the Bank, like the move was like, all right, well, this guy might not be world champion material yet, but. You can make him a mid card champion, and they were like, "Nope, we're still nope, not even that." Y'all, y'all can't have no, but <laughs> y'all, 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 just go, y'all just going to chant, and y'all going to like it, and, and we going to put this man on YouTube and, and digital only. He's exclusive. about to do views on the digital only, though. They're going to do like two mil, three mil, but when it's time to put him on TV, I, I don't know. Nah, man. Uh, is that that all of our super chats? That's all of our super chats, man. Yeah, that's it. Let me make sure we don't have any humpers. I don't want anybody to yell at us later. 
Oh, no. Leonard Aarons just sent one in. Let me get that real quick. Uh, CM Punk told y'all what it was with WWE 10 years ago on Raw. WWE hasn't proven him wrong yet. Why are y'all still thinking this will change at any point? WWE's never going to change. Shout out to Leonard. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Leonard. Um, we got one from Wanga. Uh, uh, good egg Rhapsody crew. Speaking of Liger, I skipped my work's Christmas party to meet him when he was uh, last down here in 2019. Uh, I was asked why I wasn't going by a coworker, and I said I rather met I rather met him than do work stuff on my day off. Um, can't argue with that, man. You, you you don't you're not gonna get a chance to meet Liger every day, man. So I took that opportunity, man. I was able to do it once in 2019 in uh, Brooklyn. So it was, it was like cool. you're doing in Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn. They had um, it was around like WrestleMania weekend, and he did do it was well, like that. Wasn't the, when he did NXT. It was before that, right? When before that. So, so yeah. New Japan had like this event. It was like the New Japan Pot Pori or something like that. Toriyano has showed up. Naito Tanahashi, and then like um, Liger was there with like a camera crew. So I, it may have been TV Asai, and my boy Jeremy actually got to like talk to Liger, like interviewed style. And I was like standing oh, like shit. right next to over. So so we're on Japanese television somewhere. And there, there's some <laughs> footage that exists with with myself and Liger, and he was like asking us who we were excited to see. Um, it was funny because my boy Jeremy from Keeping Strong Style had started naming like oh Naito or Tanahashi. He was like, what about me? Like, it's like, well, yeah, you too. It was pretty funny, but it was right before man. that ring on a New Japan show. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Man, speaking of Toriyano, I completely forgot. Listen, that match with Zack Sabre Jr. was one of the funniest things I've seen recently. Mm. I was down I was down here watching it at like 4 in the morning, dying laughing at it. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, of course, Yano's thing is ripping the turnbuckles off. And so... Um, Zack Sabre figured out a way to fix him. Um, he taped all of the turnbuckle stuff down so he couldn't rip them off. <laughs> and so Yano like taped this man's legs together at the top of the, of the, of the ramp. And so you have this whole hope spot of him trying to get back to the ring with this tape on his legs. And he gets back in the ring. They have this little short match. And Yano's got him down. And so you know what he's going to do, right? He's running corner to corner trying to get these turnbuckles off. When he's realizing he can't get the turnbuckles off, he's, like, looking around. And he's, like, yelling and going nuts. It is fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, man, Yano is amazing, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love for Yano, man. Uh, but, yeah, man, that is that is all we got. We have been here. For uh, almost four hours with you guys, uh, <laughs> uh, we do not have any more super chats. I know nope. I don't see any more humper chats. So, mm-hmm. man, this has been a this has been a blast as usual, man. Thank you, Rich, for coming through, man. Appreciate you, Thank Rich. You all for Some great me, man. insight, man. You uh, really, uh, really get it. Yeah, man. I appreciate um coming on here. This is like long overdue. Always wanted to you know do something with y'all, and uh, I'll definitely bring James back. You know, or you yeah. guys can come over on O and R on a Monday night or something yep. like that, and and we can figure it out. Um, this is uh, I, I think this is a really uh big show. I, I think people are gonna gonna be talking about this one for a while. Definitely appreciate you, big dog. Where can we find you before we go? Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me at richladder 32 on Twitter. Um, got the One Lifetime merch uh, coming soon. Uh, I'll have all that going and, um, you know, stream, you know, my music as well. You can just type in Rich Ladder in your streaming services. Put out two albums this year, Dream Machine Act 1 and Act 2. And i uh, got something else going on uh, coming up as well. So 
Um, yeah, and follow my YouTube channel. Just type in Rich Lada, same thing. You know, yeah, beat breakdowns, stories, music, everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, definitely keep up with Rich Lada after this. Rich definitely got to come back for another episode. Say, so definitely got to get both you guys on at some point, man. But no, hey. Should be tired of looking at our three faces at this point, man. <laughs> we appreciate we, man. We appreciate all you guys, man. Appreciate the support as always. Appreciate you for listening to us, man. Shout out to the comment section. Also mm-hmm. holding it down. Always. Everybody sending in super chats, humper chats, liking, yeah, thumbing it, thumbs up. Just being excited about that. We appreciate you guys as always. We'll see you next week or another man. one. We are out, man. Appreciate you. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.